When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome a first, I guess, official football Friday here on the middle as we'll be joined by Sports Map coming up in six minutes. And then Phil Steele is going to join us this first hour. So it really is a, a football Friday here. Nice. I love Phil Steele. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, man. Phil's- that magazine is like if you're a football fan or a college football fan specifically, you must get that magazine each and every year. Are you a subscriber? I don't subscribe, but I just pick it up. I'll go out to like a Barnes and Noble typically and, you know, right around this time of year. I don't have it yet, but I will pick it up here in the next week or so. No, okay. you got to have it, man. You know, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's enough to get you going in the right direction for the for uh, for the season. There's a lot of information in there, man. I yep. mean, like, you yep. know, returning starters and, you know, all kinds of uh, stuff about, you know, specific players and the schedules and everything. It's just it's just like one of those things that kind of. You know the time of year. It's it's just something you got to do. It gets you fired up. Yeah, you know, you know, I do the same thing with with college football. With you know Athens, you know, going into uh, you know, doing draft analysis and stuff like that. You got Athens. You got this publication. You know, just to give you a little inkling on who's coming out. You know, who's uh, you know, who's where they're supposed to be at. You know, so I do the same thing, man. Oh, the Athlon thing is yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Steele has had his own like brand of information and research data and it's usually provided with a good amount of opinion mm-hmm. which is great because you know you get like a full it's as comprehensive as it gets like the nfl i think our lads is as close as you can get to that yeah yep. probably yep. yeah yep at phil steel 042 on twitter you gotta follow him yeah now he's gonna join us on the phone not physically here so oh, okay be- uh right. for that if you i don't know how we're gonna do that but we'll get ron to get him on the phone look seemed like that was the only way to get him so who knows all right well that's cool yeah well uh i wonder what he's uh you know his take is on all this conference stuff you know i'm you know about where you know what will that magazine look like in the next year or two as far as like you know yeah. different teams being you know into different uh conferences and uh, I wonder what his take is on all that. Anxious to find out. No question. I mean, that's that's huge because at this point, you hear um, you hear that uh, KU is going to the Big Ten. Yeah. Well, w- Michael Bradley and who was the other gentleman we had on the day before? 
Aton. Well, that's when it started. When you we got him. Michael Calabrese. Calabrese said yeah. that first. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Bradley echoed it the next day. Right. Yeah. And then uh, big news about Notre Dame now. You have to, you know, buy a, a subscription to, to watch to Notre Dame game. Yeah. 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 I'm not well, doing that. We talked about that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. That's huge, Again. man, because they're trying to do the NFL the same way. They're not good enough. <laughs> okay, I'll wait. I'll wait to watch Notre Dame get slaughtered in some sort of uh, playoff game in in December or January. <laughs> All right, nobody in their right mind is is going to pay money to watch Notre Dame. Well, what's the thing? You hear all the rumors about you know the NFL doing the same thing. How? Like, like um, I heard that um, you know, just through the grapevine, listening to sports talk radio, um, that. You know, they they saw the commission having lunch or something like that with with um, the CEO of Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to you know thirty dollars, maybe a thirty dollars subscription for the season uh, on Apple. That, you know, thirty dollars plus for the season. I mean, they were just throwing it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like it would, you know, something like something of that nature uh, could possibly something. They, in the, they in the already have. Uh, an They're already a, on Amazon. Uh, yeah, and they already have a red zone. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and they have about, and they have the package, the NFL right. package as well that you can order. Where you can right, but it's about exclusive games. You couldn't get it on regular TV. That's what I'm speaking of. You should just you couldn't just you know pull it up and get it. You have to have a you know whatever party is uh you know going to buy the the package. You know you have to buy the package first before you can even watch it. Period. But see the NFL. All right, I don't know. Is this like did somebody report this? Doesn't make sense because the NFL is too popular to do that. Like the NFL doesn't need to limit who's watching the game. The NFL gets over a third of the country watching every year in the Super Bowl. Right. So, so, so imagine if they made you pay for it also. But that's the thing, though, is that anytime you make somebody pay for something, you limit who's watching. So their their end around of making somebody pay has been partnering up with Amazon, with partnering up in that regard. So you're not paying to watch the NFL. You have an Amazon subscription that allows you to watch the NFL game. So mm-hmm. it's much di- like you can't a la carte that game unless you want to buy an Amazon subscription. But let's be honest, who who in this country either A, does not have an Amazon subscription or B, does not know someone? It's same thing when Netflix came out, right? Right, right. So to, your, so to your point, Barrett, if you if you black the game out and said the only way you can buy this game is if you pay $59.99 like a Mayweather fight, you're going to lose a lot of people that'll just be like, plus the NFL is routine. Uh-oh. So I know some of the Phillies games every now and then are only on some sort of app. Well, streaming service, like you have to yeah, get Peacock. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like Peacock, they're making you get Peacock. You can't just buy the game. Right, you, you have to get now, the whole service. Now, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I don't know what's going on here. Tom Rex is just fucking shot. It is? Yeah, it's not turning on, so. Jeez. All right, Ron probably thinking, like, what's going on here? I didn't even get the text from Ron, but he knew that we were in because of the Phil Steele stuff. So there it is. There's the music. There's the intro. The Comrex is now working here. I'll tell you what, though. I, I Let me ask you this, guys. All right? Because I don't think they can do it week to week. But what if, like, how far away are we 
from people having to pay for the Super Bowl because that's, oh, that's close, right? Like yeah, that. if the NFL now they never would because they would just be destroyed, but and probably looked at by Congress, etc. But the NFL could legit charge each and every household ninety nine ninety nine a year for the Super Bowl. Just the you, Super Bowl. Just the Super Bowl. And give you options, right? Like, give you options and say, to, you know, with this, you're paying for it. So maybe you can, you know, you don't have commercials or whatever it may be, right? All the stuff that's gone back to advertisers, they're already mm -hmm. paying for visuals and everything like that. Right. The NFL is very smart. I'll let them figure out the broadcast of it. But Barrett just said it, right? Like, very close. I would pay it. If the only way I could watch the Super Bowl is to pay $99, then I'm watching the Super Bowl. Right. If it's week six, Cleveland, Jacksonville. I ain't watching Cleveland, Jacksonville. No, no, I, I, I get that. But like, isn't watching the commercials part of the fun of the Super Bowl? It's right. part of the experience. Like, would yep. you really want to like weed those out, sift those out? Well, I mean, if you're in a, a casual Olympic watcher, then maybe that that is why you watch the Super Bowl. The Olymp the no, I, I look, they're gonna do something. I, I don't know what it would be. Maybe you have the option to watch it commercial free. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe you have the option. Remember the old satellites where you would watch something on a satellite and they never go to break, even though right. they were on break. They, they're hot mics, even though. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. It's kind of like this show. Exactly. Right. It's, it's like this show. Exactly. And you know what? The best part about this show for the people is it's free. That's right. Right. Just ask you right. to like and subscribe. That's right. It. No, I, I think maybe you have the option of that. Maybe that's what you have, the option of commercials or some sort of. Whatever the hell it would be. Well, would you think um, college football would go in that direction? You know, not just Notre Dame, but conferences, the SEC well, yeah. network. Like, let's work in reverse. Let's look at the national championship game, right? Like, the national championship game. See, another thing, like, you can't do the whatever the hell the blockbuster bowl has become, right? Mm -hmm. You can't do that. But you could do the national championship game. You could do the Super Bowl. The problem is that it's one, right? Like, what happens if you charge people ninety nine ninety nine? The first Super Bowl that you charge people ninety nine ninety nine, and it's thirteen to six. Right, it's a, it's like that Rams uh, Patriots yeah, exactly game a few the years game ago. I was thinking of, right, <laughs> sort of like that game last night. Yeah. Now, what if you had the opportunity to pay forty nine ninety nine for the first half, and if mm -hmm. you like what you see, you pay the forty nine ninety nine at the two minute warning, <laughs> or maybe they, right, something like that, or right. or how about this? You pay $100 up front, or you can do 50 bucks in the first half and 70 bucks at the two-minute warning. So you pay a little bit more, but mm -hmm. at least you only pay 50 and you're not tied into the whole game. Uh, right. I mean, I mean, gamblers would have to pay for it because they need in-game opportunities. They need that, that information exactly as the yep. game is going unfolding, right? Yep. Absolutely. That DFS – Anything, yeah. you know, bars and all the places, all the usual suspects are going to be there. But look, Barrett's got his huge place where he can go now and watch all this crap. You're telling me he's not going to drop $100 on this thing? All day. All day. I right? mean, I got, the, well, I got the NFL pass so I could break down film. I can watch the game, you know, in, 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 in peace and rewind it and watch this and see, you know, the little, you know, little things they're trying to do to combat this, combat that. I mean, I do that already. Well, here's already the thing, like – we pay, you know, three hundred, four hundred dollars a month or something in total cable bills. Yeah, I, I still it's, it's it's exorbitant, and I still don't even get the ACC network. Like I no. don't know. I, yeah, I don't know how to get that. 
change your wow. package. That would be the first thing. Like, but I don't even know if it's available. Right. What do you have? Comcast? Or? Yes. Like the Pac-12 network is on somewhere. It's not where the other sports channels are. You'd have to you have to go to some other, you know, 300s or whatever, and it's in there somewhere. I could find it. But the ACC network, like there's a lot of games that I specifically would like to watch. Like if I bet like uh, Wake Forest against uh, NC State, let's say, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I can't watch it. But right. it's on the ACC network. Well, see, that's there lies the problem, man. A lot of the times, you know, when they do get involved with this, you know, getting in bed with with these different networks. I mean, like the Longhorn Network, right? I mean, how are they going to absorb that into the ACC? I mean, um, the SEC because um, the they have their own network. network, right? They have the their own SEC, network, yeah. Which I get, yeah. Well, well I, look, I, I think honestly, if I'm the SEC, I do this. I say, look, whenever you play. Like, whatever you're on your network, which I guess is their whole time, they just get a cut of it. Hmm. Right? Because otherwise, you're not going to have them lose their network. No, no, no. But you should get a cut. All right, we got well, an ankle at 1240. We got what? Bob at 1240. Now, Phil's going to join us on the phone, so we should probably let Ron Culver know that, right? Yeah, I think so. He's going to be... Uh... Bob, he, he'd be the guy calling him, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Bob Wankel's going to join us at 1240. Oh, uh, you're all fired up about the Phillies. Oh, no, actually, I'm not. I was on this morning, <laughs> and uh, even after I was called out by Mike Jarek on Good Day, I, I doubled down and said I remain that they should have sold, mm. that this is a team that is a seller, not a buyer, and we saw them beat up on a team that's given up. Right. And they swept them. They did what they're supposed to do and win the games. But I'm not going crazy. People on Twitter, all these Philly fans are just like going crazy right now. I'm like, just relax. They got the Mets this week, and we'll see what they do against them. Well, and there lies right? the problem, though, because now, you know, you have Bryce as far as MVP talk now. You know, yeah. come on, man. You know, slow down. He's a playing bit. great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, yeah. that, that I say, yeah. that I brought up this morning, too. And, and I will say this. If they win the division – He's going, he should win the MVP. The top two guys. If he wins the division. Oh, yes. Okay. We're right. in Philadelphia. Well, hold on. If, that's all I'm saying. And they're a right. half a game out. This right. is not like an Eagles team that's, you know, four wins. And we're talking about bounce it back or a Sixers team that's, you know, down or whatever the hell the Flyers want to call themselves. My <laughs> only point of it, Barrett, is that they're a half game back, right? So it's a legit conversation to have about Bryce at the very least, not the team. But if, in fact, they win this division. You got to give it to him, man. Got to. Tatis and who else got hurt that was above him that's a, that's uh, leading the league in OPS? I mean, he's number three. Tatis and another guy just got hurt, and I'm blanking on it like an idiot because it's a very obvious name. Culver, you're the baseball honk of all of us. How do you not know right now? But yeah, I, was, I was looking for the text. <laughs> so what I'm saying, though, is that he's he's third. In OPS mm -hmm. and in the NL, of course, Otani is just doing some other stuff, man. Yeah. Um, He's on a different planet. But if you look, you know, DeGrom gets hurt, right? So all of a sudden, the bat becomes an issue here and or at least a staple here in the conversation. And I just think that uh, between Tatis going down 
And oh, um, what's his name on the Braves? Jeez, who get who got hurt already? He's out. That's why I, I couldn't remember him. I mean, my goodness, man. That I'm sitting here trying to remember somebody Brantley? that no, 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 no. Um geez, forget it, man. I can't believe that the Acuna. How am I the only one that knows this to the point where when I'm struggling through it, nobody can even help me? Like, they lost one of their best players. You guys didn't even realize this? Fine. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm, so, not, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to fake it. I'm not dialed in on baseball. Acuna I goes down. All right. right. Matis is hurt. DeGrom is out of the picture. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate you, brother, more so than these two, but just a, a dollar late. That's all. Man. Here's dollar a, short and a day late. Not Dame Dollar, whose album is coming out soon. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. yeah Will he be now. live streaming it from Mercedes uh, Stadium like Kanye did? Well, the question is, will he be living in Rip City Stadium like Kanye did? Did you see the living conditions that Kanye was in? No. No. It was like he was in some self-hazing monk status. Oh, Yeah. He, Man, they had him living in one of these like changing rooms. You know how? Okay, so Barrett, you've seen him, and Harry, if you've covered games, right, you've seen him too. Where it's like the the ref, the ref locker room. Oh yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, they had a. So it's not like a, a piece of crap. It's not like a back, you know. Uh, but it's bare bones. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, they had him living on a mattress. In, now I think it was him. It's not like you know he was a hostage or anything. But <laughs> he, all he of this voluntarily was, did it, right? Exactly. We yeah. think. <laughs> All of this to say that because Acuna's out, because Tatis is out, because DeGrom is out, if, in fact, the Philadelphia Phillies win the division, you're going to have to get used to Barrett. I'm sorry, Bryce Harper being the MVP. Not going to happen. It's a possibility. Well, I'm it with is. you on it not happening. But it is a possibility. Okay, so you're with him on it not happening. Is that because you don't think the Phillies will – Correct. Win the division. Okay. Right. Right. Now, look, and you know, you, this is exactly, this is exactly why they're playing basic fundamental ball right now. You know, they're they're playing defense. You know, and you know, and 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 how I mean, how long did it take them to get to this point to just play fundamental baseball? They have the talent on the team to do it, but they weren't doing it. They weren't. They weren't. You know, they weren't playing fundamentally sound, man. Well, they were Their the defense was horrible yeah. three weeks ago. They were the but worst. They're playing the fundamental. Yeah. So now they're playing fun, basic fundamental football. Why couldn't they do that earlier? Well, you know, so there's the problem. Now their bats are warming consistent. up. Why they couldn't do that? Why couldn't they do that earlier? So it's, 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 it's just, all right, when are they going to get back to being them? That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, once they start playing good teams, we'll see. Now, that's what I'm saying. I'm not getting <laughs> carried away because they whipped up on the Nationals. I mean, the right. Nationals had a fire sale a week ago. Exactly. Okay. That person looks pretty damn good, by the way, in his new home. Who does? Max Scherzer. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's, you see him? He was, he's he's good damn. anywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, getting him out of Washington and yeah. seeing him pitch in, in L.A. the other night, last night, was pretty damn impressive, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still so, trying to figure out, uh, you know, how he, how he went there rather than the Padres. I think uh, – David Stern picked up the phone posthumously. Yeah, is that right? Said, no, that that trade's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's known for doing that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you got to dictate. You got to dictate the tide of the of the of the season, man. You got you know you you got to be that guy. So that's yeah. what he does. I, uh, I, I was yeah. looking at the run differential here too in the NL East. 
Like the Mets and Phillies are both in the negative. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Like, when does Degrom officially come back? Right? I don't know. Yeah, Dodgers had a day. Absolutely. When when is Degrom? He had the setback, right? So mm-hmm. he's not out for the season, or you know, from from that standpoint. But that guy's going to come back at some point. Yeah. And even last night, yesterday, technically in the afternoon. This is an Aaron Nola start against a team that is flatlined and they nearly lost it. They needed right. a big ninth inning yep. to bounce back. Now, yeah. think about this. The expectations for this team is that they win the division. We're talking about the Eagles, let's say, where the expectation are maybe they win six games and they're going on like a three-game win streak where they're coming back in the fourth quarter against also bad teams. We're going to keep everything, I think, in context. Maybe Barrett will be like, I told you they're going to win 12 games this year. But for the most <laughs> part, like we keep this in context. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like to Barrett's point about the defense, that's who you are. At, at some point that has a, an effect on it. Harry, you lay out the run differential where for so long, they just were unable to contain the bullpen and anybody other than Eflin and Wheeler, really, to be honest with you, Nola to a second extent. So now what do you have? I mean, you have a guy going tonight in Kyle Gibson who you've brought in to essentially be the hero, right? Well, yeah, he's he's coming into short to be really the third starter. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. An effective third starter. But in in a sense, a hero in that you're – like last night or yesterday was not what you want from Aaron Nola. No. Zach Eflin is still hurt. Right. So Wheeler goes on Sunday. Yeah, you, you and that's what I'm saying. Like in a series like this, if you have Gibson going, he has to be must win. Right. And he's up against Stroman, too. He's pretty right. good. Yes. That's a lot of pressure, man. And mm-hmm. look, two guys on the Mets sat out yesterday. So spare me this whole thing about the Marlins stuff. I just, you know, look, I'm just trying to figure out when the hell the Grom is actually back. That's all. Mm-hmm. Because when he comes back, that changes a lot. You could afford to be negative 10 run differential if you're built in with a win every five days. Right. <laughs> Isn't that, man, that's, that's, that's such a difference, man, with, you know, because we live, you know, it's almost like we're living paycheck to paycheck, man. That's that's exactly what we are with the with the Phillies, man. We don't have yeah. anything right now with the little, you know, all right, just stash away for a little saving, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're living paycheck to paycheck when you're, when you're a Phillies fan. No, that's exactly right, man. We we definitely are like just hanging by a thread. Right. You're like our it's ace, you know, all right, we might get we can have a great day out of Aaron Nola, but then defense sucks that day. You know, that's that's kind of what we've been going through for the past couple of weeks. Well, the past couple of months. You know, we don't get everything put together at one time all the time. They're not a good right base running team either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now we have uh news right now. Breaking news? Not breaking news yet. But Jimmy Kemsky is tempting the football gods with his Uh-oh. tweet. John McMullen also put out a tweet regarding our buddy Doug Peterson, who is now just, I don't know, torching the world with his appearance at Bears Camp. But the latest is that Kemsky is going surfing. Don't trade for Deshaun Watson at all, really. But especially not in the next hour or two at Eagles. Thank you in advance for your cooperation. Now, if you ever wanted to stick it to somebody who's been covering you, right. and maybe not painting you in the positive light you'd like. Right. Howie's like, that's that stick figure guy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's pull the trade right now. 
<laughs> Kemsky's in a wetsuit, you know, off the coast of New Jersey, north, north central New Jersey. Somewhere. Matt Mullins, like Joel Embiid reportedly trying to chase down Ben Simmons. Like, what the hell? Where is this guy? That would definitely be the thing. Are they trading at, at what six o'clock? Like they do everything six o'clock oh, yeah, Friday, Friday, Friday afternoon news yeah. dump. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which which what does that say? If they're news dumping a trade for Deshaun Watson, yeah, right. Like you don't news dump. You news dump the signing of Andre Drummond, right? You don't news dump or, or the, the extension of Furkan Korkmaz. Correct. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is absolutely right. Three years, fifteen million, and Friday at six p.m. That comes Amazing. out. Amazing. That's All right, we'll exactly how we'll uh, Doug Peterson stuff coming up. If you are just joining us, we are live and local. On the Jacob Media YouTube page from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studios. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly. The middle is sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. And we are back across the board here. Reminder Phil Steele's going to join us at 1140. Bob Wankel from Crossing Broad at 1240, all here on the middle. I get scared sometimes of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. 
ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So just bumped the Dodgers up to two and a half tonight, plus 145. Just uh, looking at this, the Angels are without Otani, Jared mm-hmm. Walsh, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon. Wow. So That's like it, a who's who of the, of the Angels. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> powerful. Now, some of these guys already hurt, right, but banged up, and then Otani out. So looking at that, I mean, the line itself was minus 238 on the money line. Now, you only get minus 105, right, at minus one and a half for mm-hmm. the run line. So people, a lot, I think a lot of people are going to look at that and say, oh, wow, all these guys are out. Let me get that. I, I don't think this is the, uh, the time in which, like, it's a trap. I wouldn't use that word. I don't think the books are baiting anything along these lines. I think the books are just relying on the public to say, oh, wow, I get a really good break at minus one and a half and not push it to two and a half or even three at plus money. I think mm. the books are just going to rely on the lazy element of it instead of the uh, the other part of it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Perfect okay. sense. Okay. Now I got to run a bottle up. Give me two seconds. Go ahead. You make it. Now, Barrett, uh, the stream uh, is saying that uh, and a Friday afternoon news dump would be the cutting of Andre Dillard. That would be that would be amazing, man, because that's something they would do. Right. You know, now, cutting Dillard. Do you think that's possible? No, because he's a first rounder. And right. They, they, they feel as though he'd have egg on his face. But if it was really left up to to um, if you look what he's done, mm-hmm. how he's produced, it'd be. Something more like that, a seventh know, round pick, and my lot is more towards the first round pick. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. He's been outplayed, you know. So it's not even a question of who you know who's going to start because there's there's no way that they could justify starting Andre Dillard in front of and, um, and ahead of Malata. You yeah, know, you, you you just couldn't do it. I mean, it would you know us as as writers and 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 people that you know cover the team would go nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, you haven't heard anybody write anything positive. Right about Dillard. That's because there's no positivity to see. Now everybody say, "Oh, you know, you're not sitting down." Well, they, they might say, "Oh, you're not sitting down. You're not watching the film." I don't have to watch the film to see what I see on the field. I see it. I'm really anxious for this game. We like, all last see night. It. Last night's game. You know, I got a little taste. Yeah, you know, there's backups. You're waiting, on, you're waiting well, on the Eagles game. Yeah, I'm. I'm wait, I'm anxious for the Eagles game on Thursday night. Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, come on, Jalen Hurts is going to play much. I, I, but I'm interested in the uh, you know this Mylotta Dillard thing. I don't know how much of your my boy Adam. What's up, morning? Dillard will probably play a lot though, don't you think? I mean, yes. what's a lot? What's a lot? A quarter? That, I think there's with those two, series. A lot of those, those two were out early last night, though. You know, with those two, they probably go half and half. Jordan oh. will start play a half. 
Yeah, oh, that's uh, most definitely not going to have there. Andre Dillard out there with who the hell is the uh, Joe Flacco, the thir- whoever the third Mullins. Shirt, Mullins, Mullins, yeah. Mullins. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. You got guys on the chart that are below him though that that are out there. Like, it, it, they're trying are, to find. They're going to try to find a starting left tackle, and they're going to try to exhaust every means of doing it, giving this kid every opportunity to exhaust um, every chance they have for this kid to play, man. Well, what does playing with the threes do, though? I mean, getting those reps, getting the reps, yeah. giving them an opportunity to, to, to you know, really Maybe show give him some do. confidence. Yeah, going confidence. against the third team guy on other team. <laughs> That's like me lifting three hundred pounds with styrofoam. The hell is that going to do for me? I, and then I go into the weight room with Barrett and I get suffocated. Well, the, but see, you got to his current. He doesn't. He doesn't have at this point um, a firm sense of Uh-oh. you know he can play at this level. He's not totally bought into him being able to play. Barrett or me, by the way. What's that? Freezing. Am I freezing? No. Okay. Everything's fine. That was weird. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's sort of like, uh, can you compare it to to a golf game? Like where you're not playing in the WGC, you're playing in the alternate event against lesser guys, but you end up winning it. Having a really good week can give you confidence back in your abilities. Right, you know, you know, you can't really equate it to the hips. He just lacks. He lacks the drive to be great, hmm. and that's yeah, what it is. So playing with the thirds ain't ain't helping, man. You just need to get rid of a guy that well, he doesn't it, have. It could. Drive, well, it if he could. gets whipped by the thirds, right? Well, that's that's a real problem. But, but if he's but, whipping the guy in front of him, you know, what I'm saying that'll give him confidence. All right, maybe I can play in this league because regardless, if you're a second or third team, you're still in the NFL. So you're talented enough to be here. Well, but if he can go out there and beat up on some guys, then, you know, maybe give him a little If he wasn't a first-round pick, would he still be on this team? Oh, absolutely not. Right. No, but that's my point, is that we're not even talking seconds. Like, third stringers would start the second half. That's at least, you know, what we'll see in this first real preseason. You're game. right. Yes, you're right. So he'll but, be out there with threes and fours. All right, let me give you an example. My rookie year, I played every single snap of every preseason game to get me ready to go right. into the season. And you were a second-round pick. I yes. was a second-round pick, and I that started as a rookie. Also, though, let's add some context here. That's like seven CBAs ago where you and your union <laughs> needed the hell out of that, right? And, and you're like, uh-uh, we ain't doing that anymore. So, look, you know exactly what that was. <laughs> you didn't want to be out there those four games. Oh, hell yeah. no. This no, preseason no. thing, we got we got to whittle this thing down. Right. You know, so I played in four games. And then I finally hit the wall, you know, going to season when you when a rookie hits yeah. the wall, like you get you get a what very least eleven games in college football, then the season's over with. Right. Well, I had hit I had I had played four four preseason games, then I hit like week thirteen and I had finally hit the wall. Yeah. I was done. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know if I can play the rest of the season. So I I in practice one time and I, I broke my thumb in practice. And my coach was he was saying something, man. And yelling, and I said, "You know what? You say one more thing, to me, I'm gonna choke the out of you." And you know, you said that like, to your coach. Yes, yeah, Bill <laughs> wow. Callahan. Yeah, Bill Callahan. And what did he do? He said something to me. So I'm chasing him around practice. The veterans grab me. Ray Rhodes sends me in. Get in there. Get in there. Take your butt. To so I'm on the practice. I walk back to the um to the stadium. I go in there, and this is like 45 minutes before practice is over with. 
I turn around. I start packing my stuff. I know he just cut me. So I'm packing my stuff up. You know, I'm about to get out of here. Then when they break practice, all the vets coming in. So, ooh, ooh, B. Brooks. Ooh. So I know I'm cut then. So they go to meetings. And I'm sitting in my locker still packing my stuff. And Ray Rowe walks in the locker. He's, what the hell are you doing? I said, what do you mean? What am I doing? You just cut me. I didn't just cut you. Get, get to meeting. Get to meetings. You come talk to me after um, after meetings. So I went and talked to Ray Rhodes after meetings. He was like, man, this just happens, man. You hit the wall. I understand that. So I ended up staying in his office. And we started drinking moonshine. And he was telling me old stories about, you know, LT and all those type of guys at Pro Bowls. And, you know, guys he, you know, he 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 had, he played under, you know what I'm saying, you know, Ronnie Lotz and all that. Just He told me stories, man. And I ended up sleeping in his office. He went well, like Kanye, <laughs> right? You're like Kanye West. Did you? Did I you was levitate? So drunk, I couldn't leave. Did you levitate no. at the next practice? No, I was drunk. That's what it <laughs> okay. was. I was so drunk I couldn't leave. I couldn't drive, so he made me stay there. I got up at like seven o'clock, went and steamed, and I was ready for practice the next day, man. Well, what happened with Callahan? Like you and Callahan? Nothing. Did 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 he bring Callahan in to make peace? No. Uh, but wow. see, you know, we, I was a rookie. Three Callahans of all time, by the way. That's huh? a great, that's a great last name. Well, Dirty Cal- Harry Callahan. <laughs> no, and I meant sports. Like, isn't that oh. an NFL name? Callahan. Yeah, I thought there's some others. I, I, you know, at that point, I didn't like Callahan, man. My no, because I mean, he. I had veteran players on that offensive line, you know, like Guy McIntyre, Riley McKenzie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like the whipping boy, man. It's like, right. you know, he'd be telling me I'm starting left tackle, but he's telling me about what the right guard Lester Holmes is doing. Yeah. See, you know, you, you, you Brooksy, 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 you see the right guard. See, this, this is what you can't do. You can't do this. You, I'm like, oh, why are you talking to me about something that Lester Holmes did? Uh, so he's Phil, yelling at me trying to get well, the point Phil, to Lester. Phil Steele's going to join us coming up next. <laughs> I got so, a yeah, Callahan man. at my golf club that pounds like 30 high noons a day. <laughs> what about Bryce Callahan? He, at one point, he was the seventh best nickelback in the NFL, man. The band nickelback? No. Oh. <laughs> Bryce. Mm. The position nickelback. I thought Rico did a nice job last night. Who? Yeah. Rico, the backup running back for Dallas. Oh. He really did. Yeah. Dowdle or whatever his name is. Was it Rico Dowdle? Is that his name? Well, I I had that on the – I had King of Queens on the television, and I had that on the computer. Once once I realized the over was cooked and PGF was – Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, you see no mention of that today. Did you you notice that? No, I missed that. I missed that. I sent that to you. What's yeah. that? I sent it to him a tweet about you know uh, somebody was popping off about a win last night. I'm like, where, where, what about the what about that total? <laughs> Unbelievable! I t- yeah. I made it back with these two Russian ping pong games this morning. Beautiful. And I lost it again on this tennis. This woman was like prime for an upset, and of course she got beat. Hmm. So. Well, the South Carolina. Yeah, Dowdle did. Dowdle, yeah. 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 Uh, now here's here's a tweet I saw la- last night from a guy who does radio in Pittsburgh. Apparently, I never oh, heard of him. He's verified and he has forty thousand followers. What's his name? Give us the F- name of the guy. Filipponi. Have you ever heard of Andrew Filipponi? I think yeah. I've had him on my show before. All right. Well, he wait, tweeted wait, wait. Filipponi. What, what's the at? F I L L. Oh, at the Pony Express, spelled P O N I. 
Express. I think I've had Andrew Ron before. He said very solid debut from Dwayne Haskins. Yes, so he did. comfortable. So yep. poised. Cuz threw one pass over 10 yards. Right. <laughs> Are you serious? This is, that, this is where we're setting the bar for a Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback. No, it's, it's more so pre-snap. You know, he was able to get the ball out of his hands fast. You knew yeah, the ball for four-yard passes. That's my point. But still, though, you know, you, you can't always go down the field, man. Sometimes that's what the play dictates. It's what the defense is dictating. Get the ball out of your hands, you know, because, I mean, that's what's going to get – that's what's going to get Hurts in trouble. His ability yeah. not to process before he gets there. If you go there, you know they're going to blitz. You got to get the ball out of your hands and get it to the guy – that's behind the blitz. So if they bring the MEB blitz or the you know the the, the safety and the, and the and the sandbacker from the right side, you got to throw it behind them because that's a vacated area. And the, and the, you know you got to know you got to go to that place. He's also though a former first rounder who's back out there throwing to fourth rounders at fourth rounders. Good. Well, no, but I'm saying is there's context to this. Yeah. It would be like taking Hurts. Or somebody in that regard and putting him in a situation where in the second half. Look. Boy, we know he's an Indian giver. Well, Haskins didn't screw up. I think that's worth mentioning. And, well, and that's what it is. Up. That's exactly well, what yeah, it is. Yeah, he didn't fumble the ball twice like Mason go. Rudolph. There we go. There we go. Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. It's a good thing our next guest is not on the stream here and is on the phone because he probably would have hung up. After hearing that nonsense between the three of us, but it is our pleasure and our honor. And I, you know, I mentioned the name Phil Steele joining us today to both Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. And I don't remember the level of giddiness that I received from both individuals here. It is an honor and a pleasure to welcome Phil Steele, of course, PhilSteele.com at PhilSteele042 on Twitter, legendary for everything you need to know for the world in and around college football. Myself, Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. Phil, it's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. That's a hell of an introduction. I appreciate that very much. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Good. Doing great. Counting down the days till college football season. And I was just uh, telling the guys that this is that time of year where you got to get out to the bookstore and you got to order up, uh, pick up the copy of the college football preview. It's a must-have. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, 352 pages, mm. and it's like getting 130 different media guys all rolled into one. And the great thing about it is all the information's on the same spot on every page for quick, easy reference. And it's uh, once you get once you get your hands on one during a year, you you can't be without it in future years. But I tell you what, guys. How much more excited are we for college football this year than last year at this time? And we're wondering if we're even playing college football. Right. Schedules are changing every single day. This year we've got normalcy. We've got fans in the stands. We've got set schedules. I'm just super pumped about the college football season. No question. To be able to see an athlete out there as opposed to guessing whether he's going to be, uh, uh, you know, getting better, you know, going into this season, man. I see a lot of guys that, that didn't have the opportunity um, to really showcase who they are, what they are, and, and, you know, if they even belong to be at the next level. But, you know, going into this season, you know, we see the top quarterback's going to be the guy from um, from from Carolina. But, you know, who else are you looking Sam for? Howell. Sam Howell, yeah, Sam yeah. Howell. Who else are you looking for to have a pretty good um, pretty good year this year? 
Well, my favorite to win the Heisman Trophy this year is actually Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. Sam Howell's an excellent QB and should have a great year. He does lose his top two running backs and top two receivers from last year. Meanwhile, Spencer Rattler, he's got my number one rated offensive line in front of him, number two set of receivers, and number four set of running backs to work with. And as we know, in the Lincoln Riley offense, whenever they've had a veteran quarterback, they've actually won. It's happened three times. They've got two Heisman Trophies and a Heisman Trophy finalist. And with Spencer Rattler, if you watched him last year, he got benched against Texas in the second quarter. Love the way he responded. He was a different quarterback down the stretch. He's going to have a big year. But a couple other names to throw out at you. Matt Corral of Old Miss, he was the perfect fit for the Lane Kiffin offense. Had a great year last year despite not having spring practice. He'll have a big year this season. And then Keaton Slovis of USC. Could, USC could contend for a possible uh, Pac-12 title, possible playoff berth. And he led a lot of late comebacks last year. And then three quarterbacks who haven't been starters, but you'll know their names by the end of the year. D.J. Uyunglele of Clemson, uh, Bryce Young of Alabama, and C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. All these guys will be first-year starting quarterbacks with great supporting cast. At the end of the year, I'm sorry they'll be Heisman finalists, even though they haven't started yet. Wow. And you one, know, more, one more tip. Oh, yeah, I'm go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. I'm, no, I'm just looking at the futures. As Phil right, is okay. laying them out, I'm just looking at which – where the odds are? <laughs> Go ahead. But uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, one quarterback that I, you know, I saw. I did a um, ACC championship game two years ago. But um, I, I, I saw Emory, Emory um, Jones. Uh, you know, he, he, he played during you know red zone opportunities. Does he have enough as far as wide receivers? And you know, he let Pitts is gone. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, a couple of receivers are gone. Does he have enough to make that offense? You know, because we all know, you know, that Florida is always going to be competing. You know, in that in that uh, conference. Uh, I'm sorry. That's my fault. What happened? Uh, go ahead. I'm back. No, we didn't lose Phil. I just we. I, oh. I switched. Go ahead, Ron. I'm I'm back on the. No, nah, I'm off the brick. I'm back on the regular. Hello. Hello. Yeah, there we go. Okay. There he is. Were you able to hear the question, Phil? Uh, last I heard was ACC championship game. Well, you know, uh, you know, with, with um, you know, I saw. The AC championship game. Then I turned around. I saw, you know, Emory Jones and him playing. You know, he's a red zone threat type of quarterback. You know, with the quarterback that they had there. Where do you see Florida going? Um, you know, you know, with the SEC as far as being one of the tops with Emory Jones at the helm. Well, I definitely like Emory Jones at that quarterback. In fact, you know, you think of the Dan Mullen offense, you think of mobile quarterback, and Emory Jones is a guy that's got the size you want at 6'2", 210 pounds. Uh, he's got the mobility that you want in the Dan Mullen offense. So I think he'll have a pretty good year. But as far as Florida in the East goes this year, I think the cards are stacked against them. I like Georgia a lot in the uh, SEC East for this reason. When you look at Florida this year, they only have three true SEC home games. That means five of them are away from home. Wow. Five starters back on offense and five on defense this year. They lose guys like Kyle Trask, Kadarius Toney, Kyle Pitts, and Grimes are all gone off the offense. And the defense last year allowed 400 yards per game. The other thing that they got going against them is their draws from the West. Whereas Georgia avoids Alabama, Texas A&M, and LSU, Florida not only draws Alabama, they have to play LSU on the road. Meanwhile, Georgia's schedule, they only have three true SEC road games this year, and they're all against teams that are first-year starting quarterbacks in Auburn, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee. Also with Georgia, they've got a veteran quarterback in J.T. Daniels that did great in his last four starts. They've got eight starters back on offense. Their defense last year only gave up 20 points per game, was a lot better. 
So I think the, the deck is stacked for Georgia to win it. And then one more thing I want to toss out to you. I talked to 110 of the 130 head coaches this year, and almost everybody has 15, 16, 17 returning starters. Florida's one of a handful of teams that only has 10 this year. Wow. Hey, Phil, what's your outlook uh, in the Big Ten? What kind of a year is Jim Harbaugh going to have? I think it's just going to be a middle of the pack, believe it or not. I don't consider them an East contender. In fact, I've got Penn State and Indiana ranked ahead of them wow. uh, in the Big Ten East. Uh, Ohio State's a clear-cut favorite. And even though Ohio State, excuse me, did lose a bunch, I think they'll be a double-digit favorite in every single game this year. And, yes, that includes their trip to Ann Arbor at the end of the year. Well, right now in Vegas, they're a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, if a quarterback emerges, whether it's Cade McNamara or Alan Bowman, uh, Michigan's got a chance of making some noise. But when you look at their schedule this year, there's just too many tough games. They draw Washington, my number one surprise team early on. They have to play Wisconsin, Nebraska, Penn State, Maryland all on the road. They host Ohio State, host Indiana, host last year's uh, Big Ten West champ Northwestern. So a lot of toss-up games. I think their ceiling this year, if everything goes perfect, is probably only nine and three. Meanwhile, their basement's probably five and seven. Wow. Indiana is definitely interesting, especially from a future standpoint, to take advantage of them ahead of time to to see how this thing plays out. I wonder, just kind of bouncing around a little bit, Phil, if we can, uh, I know ahead of time there were two schools that we were going to ask you to pay attention to both being alma maters of individuals here on this show. Not me, of course, because I went to Gettysburg, and I'm sure of all schools, they're probably the Centennial Conference is probably not on your radar, and nobody's going to fault you for that. But let's start, of course, with the team that is here, local to us, that we're always looking at and always keeping an eye on. Harry Mays, of course, went there, as many others here in this city, and that's Temple. Uh, what is your general overall outlook on TU, and it looks like from video that we see, you know, they, they get the transfer portal cooking and working, and could have a pretty good look. Juan Mathis, yes, yeah. back there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, I was, I was talking, and by the way, guys, we could talk about eight teams. Uh, we could talk about Akron, ULM. I don't matter to me. Let me have the 130 uh, FBS teams. But uh, <laughs> talking about Temple. Uh, last year, you know, it was interesting. I talked to Navy's head coach, Ken Niamatololo, and he said the two teams he felt that in the American Conference were most hurt by COVID was Navy, where they didn't practice hitting, and Temple, which, of course, had their practices disrupted in Philadelphia. I mean, the first five games of the season got postponed. They couldn't even practice certain weeks. And he thought that the lack of physicality really hurt him. So uh, I think you're going to see Temple be a much improved team this year. you got to like Juan Mathis, a QB. Iverson Clement coming over from Florida and uh, Rayvon Bonner from Illinois at running back. That's a nice addition. Ahmed Anderson coming in to join Jaden Blue at wide receiver. And defensively, let's hope the defense has improved, but they bring in a Kentucky transfer and Jacobian Mahone. They bring in a, 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 another transfer from North Carolina and Lacine Ture. You look in the secondary, they have Northwestern transfer, a cornerback, and Cameron Weese, who could be one of the better in the league. The schedule's tough. I think the Americans are the toughest conference out there. It's going to be tough for Temple to get back to a bowl game this year, but I think you will see a much improved product on the field after their one and six season last year. Do you think that that American conference could uh, look a lot different here in the next year or two with this whole Big 12 situation? What's your take on that? 
Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking that, you know, when the American Conference was asking the Big 12 to let them in and the Big 12 denied them, now it's probably going to be the Big 12 asking the American Conference to let them in. And, hmm. and you know, two years ago, I actually rated the American Conference the fifth-best conference in college football ahead of the ACC. So it's a, it's a league that's gaining national respect, and they really could use a team like Cincinnati to perhaps run the table, pull upsets of Indiana and Notre Dame on the road, and maybe even make the playoff this year to really bolster it. But I think now the uh, the American Conference is going to be an aggressor when it comes to expansion rather than worried about their teams leaving. What about Kansas State, Phil? We, we got to ask, just for Barrett, just to see how bad it could get. Well, you know, last year, uh, two, two years ago, they made a bowl. I thought that uh, Coach Kleiman did a great job getting into a bowl the first year. And then last year, they opened up the season pretty strong, uh, but then they lose their starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson. And teams were able to gang the line of scrimmage against Will Howard, the freshman, and he wasn't able to get him off the line. And after a great start last year where they were actually 5-1 and one and number 16 in the country at midseason, they lost their last five. But this year, they got 10 starters back on offense. Coach Kleiman told me he feels Skylar Thompson, their quarterback, is NFL caliber. Deuce Vaughn is worth the price of admission. This guy can take it to the house anytime he touches the ball. Uh, they add in a Daniel Bebe from USC and Illinois to come in at the tight end spot. So I think they're going to have a very capable offense this year, provided Thompson stays healthy. And even if they have to go to Howard, Howard now has experience, and the defense looks strong. So I believe they're going to be a bowl-caliber team once again. I cannot believe you just rattle off names like that, man. Because I mean, that's that's incredible, man. But you I mean, you know, you're right. You know, the running back, you know, Vaughn, he, he's he's pretty good. He's explosive. Howard got a lot. He's a local kid up here in um yeah. in um in in um, Pennsylvania. Yep, yeah. Downingtown, Pennsylvania. So I, I just can't believe it, man. But you know, at the end of the day, what are you feeling about this? You know, the probable new playoff system they have coming in, and and you know how it's going to give these other teams opportunities to get into the swing of things. Yeah, well, I've always been a 14 playoff advocate uh, for the basis of I love the, how strong the regular season is, how much it means. I love how much the uh, conference championship games mean. I also love the bowls. I think that they're a great thing for the, the teams. And if the bowls were to go away, I, I think that would hurt college football. However, as you touched on, I mean, we've had this basically the same four or five teams the last four or five years. So they needed to do something to change it. We are going to a 12-team playoff, and that's going to help the American Conference out greatly uh, because now they're almost guaranteed a berth in there every year, and they can go out and recruit and say, hey, we can play for a championship every year and be legitimate about it. So I, I think it does help the little guys out. So I'm just curious, and these guys are going to jump right in and, and make fun of me because I'm mining for gambling advice, which, look, <laughs> I mean, you are the premier. We all know it. We all know in college it. football. Mm -hmm. So, uh, of course, if you like a team, if you like Florida Atlantic as an outside shot to win Conference USA, then I want to know about it. Is there a not so big conference that you have been looking at? Um Odds aside, but just looking at maybe Conference USA as, as a perfect example where there are one or maybe two heavy favorites to win this conference and you're looking at an outsider. You're looking at maybe the third, fourth, or even fifth team that has a legit shot, Sun Belt, something along those lines where maybe the average fan isn't watching and could actually be paying attention to a team that's newer to them this year. 
Yeah, and I'll be giving. Uh, let me first of all give you the one that I think has got the biggest difference this year, and that is going to be the Washington Huskies. Now, granted, they're a Power Five, right? I don't think folks really follow the Pac-12 all that much, but they're not even picked to win their own division this year. In fact, they're probably rated about the fifth best team in the Pac-12. I have them my number one surprise team in the country. Now, a surprise team is a non-top-10 team that I think actually has a shot of making the playoff. Back in 2016, I had Washington as my number one surprise team. They actually made the playoff as a non-top-10 team in the preseason, and that was it was good. Then 2018, we had Notre Dame as my number one surprise team. They weren't in the top-10 of the preseason. They made the playoff. Last year, it was Texas A&M as my number one surprise team coming off a five-loss season, and there they were selection Sunday. It was between A&M and Ohio State to make the playoff. I've got Washington, my number one surprise team this year, and they're over under win total is only nine. They're good, good underdog to win the Pac-12 because, like I said, they're about the fifth best choice. But when I like Washington, they've got a big offensive line that averages 328 pounds per man, two veteran quarterbacks. They've got a very good tight end room led by Kate Otten. And defensively, Jimmy Lake is a mastermind. He's only had two and six returning starters on defense the last two years. This year he has eight. Then the schedule. I think this year home field edge is going to mean a ton because wow. fans are allowed back. They were deprived of football last year. So you watch your toughest games at home. Well, they avoid Utah and USC out of the South. Their two toughest games are Oregon and Arizona State. They get them both at home in Husky Stadium, which is going to be just frighteningly loud. I've got Washington favored in all 12 games this year. I think they can actually make the playoff. So go ahead and load up on them early. Love because, it. Uh, they're way undervalued right now. Phil, we can't thank you enough, sir. This was the most jam-packed 15 minutes we've spent on this program since its existence. Thank <laughs> you. So philsteel.com, we have it up on the stream so people can see. Thank you so much. Yeah, and don't forget to get the magazine, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, philsteel.com. I'm on it. Football I'm on there. it. All right. There you have Thanks, it. Thanks, Phil. Three on the network. Woof. I almost shed a tear. That was the latest I think we could possibly go on sports yeah. before we got in trouble. We probably <laughs> already didn't. But that was amazing. That Dude, was- he, his delivery is so good. Like, he packs so much information. You know, he's. you could tell he's done a lot of radio. Right. Because he TV, tightens everything. And TV, though. yeah, he yeah. tightens everything up, and he gives you a lot. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. You know, the Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama in the college football playoff era have occupied 16 of the 28 slots. Wow. Seven years, four slots, 28 total. Those three schools occupy 16 of them. I wonder how many, when you actually look at years in which they got the benefit of the doubt from being at the top of the rankings. To start the season. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many years you could actually make an argument that they didn't belong. Maybe one or two. I'm not saying that they don't exist. But I think that the general, it's like, oh, you know, if everybody started off equal, maybe. But right. the bias is always going to be there, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, the bias is going to be there because they have the athletes to back it up. Yeah, they're always That's where kids want to go. Classes. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the Trot's son was there now. What's that? Trot's son. son is at Clemson. He's at Clemson, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's well, ridiculous. Clemson, Clemson, though, is playing with fire and that if, if anybody in that conference actually ever really truly caught up, Right. Look, I'm not saying I'm not no knock on Mac Brown, but if anybody really caught up, then they're in trouble because they right. can't afford a loss like Alabama or mm. anybody in the SEC can. Now, they, I'm sorry. It's amazing how that Florida State has fallen off the way they have. They don't you know, even like, exist, do they? Right. Like, right. I mean, to them, man? seriously, they're plus five thousand to win. 
not the national championship, the AACC. Oh my goodness. Oh, ACC, sorry. AAC. Wow. <laughs> I, I, he, he likes the American Conference, man. I play yeah, he does. Probably be plus 5,000 to win the AAC. Yeah, is probably. <laughs> All right. So, who in the AAC does he like outside of Natty? Because that's where the value is, is gone, right? Well, probably UCF, maybe Houston. What about Tulsa? Mm. Memphis loses their main guy because he's here now. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa lost their their their. Oh main yeah, guy. that big linebacker. linebacker. Yeah, yeah he was, right. he's a stud. He was a first round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, huh? I mean, this this what I this what I live for, man. I love the fact you know he was just rattling off things. I mean, he knew more about you know Deuce Vaughn than I did. <laughs> yeah. Deuce Vaughn is only five foot five. 170 pounds, 180 pounds. Yeah. He was fast as all outdoors, quick, small running back, man, but he's good, man. Very, very good. I, I bet he could Thompson well too. I bet he could rattle off like depth charts for right. like the top programs, like every name on the on the first string depth chart. I bet, I, did you hear Joy B? Did you see what Joy B wrote? What's that? No. Call him Rain Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he was just going How with long it. How long been doing this, man? 30 years? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, I've been picking up that magazine since probably like 03. Me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. All right. We're back at the second hour. Bob Wenkel's going to join us. We'll figure some other stuff out in between then and then get you ready for the weekend. Not the weekend. No, no not, not the, the weekend. weekend. He performed at the halftime. <laughs> All right, we're back. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Going out to French Creek today. Uh, it's across the street from Stonewall, out near Morgantown. I'm going fishing this weekend, man. Morgantown. Wow. Yeah, I joined it. Who? I joined there. Why? So Second you- club. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> a lot of money there? No. Not for a second club membership. Was it all under the same like umbrella? No, but they, uh, you know, they. Oh, you're playing like minimal golf. That's what yeah, you're... yeah, I yeah. See what yeah. You need somebody to. Uh... I got guys out there. What is it called? French Creek. Not French Creek Outfitters. No, no. I was just thinking the same thing. Right? No. <laughs> what? Yeah. French yeah. Creek Outfitters. Whoa, whoa, whoa! First thing that pops up is death. French Creek Outfitters death. Really? Uh oh. I had to do it. Oh, somebody got shot uh, at the the gun range that they have. Because uh, French I, Creek Outfitters has a a, a range. I think somebody might have committed suicide. Oh. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh my. I don't want to pontificate, nor I'm not in here to guess. Dude, every other day this guy is trending on Twitter. Who's, Who's that? that? This Mike Lindell is that the pillow? Yeah, guy? yeah, that's the pillow guy, my pillow guy. Well, like, how is he still of interest to people? He keeps putting out n- different stuff now. Oh, is that? I right? think he's got towels out now, like okay. my pillow towels, and he's um, he did sheets, all kinds of stuff. Like, he just keeps bringing out new products. <laughs> wow, I'm envious. I'm telling you, you create one thing, man. I got all right. So, this is the next invention. If you create something that would keep the binky in the mouth of a newborn before they are able to physically. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Keep it in on their own. Mm-hmm. Something that can connect. Like a strap around their face. Something, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, you go on, I, I can get us on Shark Tank. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you can hock it on QVC. Well, there's a the thing, right? Lori Grenier is the one who is basically in charge of QVC. Lori Grenier? Yeah, she's Ms. QVC. Okay. Well, I, I have a girl that I that I need to introduce to you. Okay. Because she needs to be on QVC. For what? Sell she could sell any type of like hair products, anything like it's on okay. it's 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 incredible. Well, I'm not giving anybody up any airtime that could be mine. Well, I know. Yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Selfish damn. I'm telling you, man, you we get this damn thinking uh, creation going. I hate to do it, man. It's over. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, second hour now as we'll be joined by Bob Wankel in the 1140 segment. That'll be on the stream. 1240. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. 1240. Yeah. That'll be on the stream. And then from there, we just have to fill with Eagles camp. No, no practice today, right? No, nothing no. today. The only no. thing we got today was that Doug Peterson was at Bears practice. Yeah. Well, he's he's buddies with the coach. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they're friends. back a long, a long time. Yeah. Nagy. 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 Is it Nagy? See, now, I, if, I, if that was my name, I'd go by Nagy. Yeah, because you don't want nag. Yeah, I don't want to be right. like, yeah, Nagy. Uh, exactly. He's probably like, he'll wear down on you. Wasn't there a Cleveland Indians pitcher about Nagy years ago? It was pretty good. Same one. Same one. I think it's the same name, isn't it? Yeah, but he didn't go by Nagy, did he? He went by Nagy, I thought. Yeah, that, I think both of them go by Nagy. They do? My guess is, yeah. Well, I would I would prefer that. Well, then you call him whatever. That, this is not Jason Garrett mandating, right, that you call him coach. <laughs> did you see that? You guys see this? No, I did not see that. All right, we're going to have to pull up the Jason Well, he's Garrett. a coordinator for the Giants, right? Yeah, he pulled the Dion. A real man, Dion. Well, and I saw three guys have retired from the Giants in the last four days. Well, what is wow. That, that means all that running stuff he's yep. trying to do. Well, that's yep. what everybody's connecting it to. But I right. don't know that it has to do with that. Let Looney, uh, the offensive lineman who just became a uh, a member of the Giants, he quit. Paul and Looney. two other guys uh, retired this week. Now, were those guys like – going to retire at the end of the year type anything. And they were just like, screw this. I'm not sure. Year. One of the guys is like 29 years old. He's a backup offensive lineman. Uh, that He's the guy who retired yesterday. I, I, I'll get his name. Barrett probably knows who he is. He was a starter for a couple of years. with Joe Looney? No, not him. That was a that was earlier this week. Yeah. Right. There's um, another one. Zach Fulton? That might be him. Yeah. Might be. yeah he's only been in the league seven years. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I hate to do it to him. Yeah, I mean, look, not a good sign right now up there in New York. I will get wow. this Jason Garrett stuff here in the break so you guys can see this. I'm surprised you missed this. This is uh, pretty interesting, pretty funny, because it's Garrett. We're back in three. All right, here we go. Let me pull this up here. This guy just, I mean, 
he's he knows like he's not an idiot when it comes to he's not a good head coach, but that doesn't mean he can't be a smart coordinator. He is a smart guy. I mean, he went yeah. to Princeton. He just does not elicit any type of command. Yeah. You know, like he's mm-hmm. just not a guy that you would want to follow. At least not me. Like no, he, I, I agree with you. I hear he is. See that? So what a reporter yeah. referred to him as Jason instead of yeah. coach, and he yeah. oh boy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Rinaldi uh interviewed Tomlin oh, last night. Oh, Tom Rinaldi. Tom Rinaldi interviewed uh Mike Tomlin before the game last night and called him Mike. So that's that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And look, if uh, if you're going to call if Mike Tomlin allows you to call him Mike, right. Then Jason Garrett is in no standing to demand right. that anybody call him coach over Mike his Tomlin's career. been the Steelers head coach for 15 years and Seriously. he's won every year. He's got a Super Bowl and you call him Mike and he's cool with it. Absolutely. I love that guy. Yeah, I do. He's great. And if he doesn't punch you in the face for calling him Mike, then Jason Garrett can take a seat. He might look like he wanted to punch Rinaldi in the face, but he was very cordial to him. Yeah, I agree. And did you see the beard on McCarthy? Has he always had that beard with Dallas? Uh, I I can't remember. No? No? Is that new? He grew something when he was with the Packers for a little while, didn't he? It just it's, looks bad, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. Yeah. I'm out on him. <laughs> no? no? I can't stand the look of Mike McCarthy. Well, that backup quarterback situation for Dallas isn't any good either. Wow. Yep. Yep. Gilbert. I'll tell you what. They made uh yeah, that's 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 new. That beard is new. But yeah, um, you, you look at Dallas's offense. I mean, I thought their offense should have been a lot more open with the weapons that they have, even the second team guys. Um, you usually try to, you know, go, go get guys, you know, kind of the same that you have there already. And, they you know, that de- they couldn't do anything against that Pittsburgh defense. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And that Pittsburgh defense, I thought, was um, – it was kind of average. You know, none of the real stars were playing. Right. So I, mean, I thought they were average at best. Well, I was going to watch the first quarter, and then when when Joe Buck announced that Peyton Manning was coming in the booth to start the second quarter, I'm out. like, I'm staying in for this. <laughs> Is it worth it? Peyton Manning gets me to a television set. Smart guy. Yeah, he'll give you something you wouldn't necessarily see. Yeah. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, the I guess NFL season is underway after last night. We we had the day off of practice today, so we can't overreact to anything crazy going on here by any means. At well, least- you started the show, uh, you know, talking about the NFL and if you'd pay for individual games, like you brought up the Super Bowl. It's interesting because last night they, I told you, they had Peyton Manning in the booth. Because uh, he's one of the enshrinees for the Hall of Fame this year, and he came up and started the second quarter with uh, uh, Aikman and Buck, and they're doing—he's doing something 
this year on Monday night telecast with his brother, Eli, where they're going to do like an alternate broadcast. And I'm assuming it's going to be on the streaming for ESPN plus, and you'd have to pay for it. Right. Right. Now, would you pay for that, Aton? So what was it specific? Like, what am I actually paying? for? Well, for this, I, I, ESPN plus is like they're behind their paywall for most of the articles. Most of the good stuff that you'd want to read is behind the paywall. And I would imagine it's all intertwined with that. But what they're going to do is they're going to have like an alternate broadcast where Peyton's going to be at home oh, on his, his couch brother, right? and Eli's at home on his couch and they're watching oh. the game and talking about it like they're at a bar. So I have brought this up for years, which is that I would look again. I use this phrase, I think, with you, where we were kind of hovering around agreement, although there was a fundamental disagreement, which is this is the right track, but the wrong train to get there where I, I look. I don't personally think that either one of them are bad. I don't personally think that either one of them are not funny. I don't personally think that either one of them are just out there vapid, you know, without any type of life or personality to them. I would just rather see other people do it. But I've been wanting this idea for so long because the play-by-play, and as a result, because the play-by-play is always the face or technically voice of the broadcast. Barrett knows this from working up there, so many different areas of an ESPN broadcast. But the broadcast is catered to the LCD fan via the play-by-play where you have mm. to explain stuff, set up right. the, the color analyst. If you just had, that's why I think a keep to leave provides so much of, of like this refreshing take. Oh, yeah. He's not, <laughs> even being, he's not even being set up half the time. Right, he's right, just right. going off on stuff. So now, I would like to see two players just have a conversation like this and I'll watch it. I'm not saying I'm anti. Now, I'm Ron Culver it. says it's actually on ESPN too. So you don't have to pay for it at, you know, extra. It's not on the streaming apparently. Which is genius by ESPN because now all of a sudden this is a free alternative. And look, the play-by-play is always going to – or pardon me. The play-by-play will never be for us. It will never be for you, for Barrett, for me. It will never be for the stream. It will never be for Ron Culver. That's why you can watch games on mute Mm -hmm. and not miss anything. Right. Because we know what we're doing. A Barrett could probably watch it in his sleep. Right. And and still like not miss anything on mute. Barrett watches a game di- in a different way than we do. Right, right. Yeah. You, yeah. And that's what you're going to get. Nobody needs the play Eli by play, Right. You're going to get a different. You're going to get a different vantage point. You're going to get it from the perspective of all right. These guys are looking through their helmet. Um. So all right, he might see. You know, Peyton might see. All right, look, look, and he's going to give you the pre-snap. All read. the pre-snap reads. Exactly. Yeah. He'll yeah. get these. Look at the defense. All right, look. You see, look at how. Look at the safety. He's mm-hmm. right three steps behind the hash. Now, if he was on the hash, I think it was cover two. But since he's three steps over from the hash, that means the probability of being cover two goes down 50%. Now it's going to be cover three because I can see that. Oh, look at the linebacker. That linebacker shifted mm-hmm. and that safety walked down just a little bit. Now I know it's cover three. Now is it going to be man or is it going to be uh, zone still? You know, those are all things. But, oh, you got to know if it's if it's zone. Um, even if, if if he gets a, a a straight nine route, a go route, it's going to turn into man conceptually because that corner now has to carry him all the way down the field because uh, it turns into man then. Those are little things that they'll be giving you, and you can see it happen before it happens because that's, right. you know, they're it's so like what Ro- It's kind of like what Romo does. That's exactly right. what Romo yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's more look, advanced. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think so much of this has taken away that to where when Romo has done exactly that, it's looked at as such an outlier. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that, again, 
so much of the present because look, you kind of can't fault the NFL for it where they're so popular right now that they have to factor in that the, the P ones, the people that aren't going anywhere like us, we're going to watch it no matter what it is. It, it could be Nickelodeon only, and we're still going to watch it because it's football. But for so many people that are coming in, they have to have the play by play set something up. What we just, explaining what your eyes just saw, even right. though our eyes just saw it. And that's the point where I think this is more to what Barrett's saying. This is more normalizing hmm. what Romo was doing, normalizing what Peyton Manning and Eli can do, and hopefully normalizing what, I don't know, Chris, um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Collinsworth or whoever the hell else it may be. Like, let them, because they're going to have to compete, right? Yep. Now NBC is going to have to compete. Let's say NBC does a broadcast. Hey, man, I tell you this, and I, I'm biased. I will tell you 100% I'm biased, but you put Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy in the same situation that you're putting Eli and Peyton, that's mm -hmm. must-watch television. No question. No question. Because now you get it, you get it, you get it threefold then. Now you're going to see it from a coach's point of view, and you're going to see it from Rodney's point of view. And then you turn back around, you're going to see a totality of an offensive mind and a defensive mind together. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a different way of thinking, uh, you know, with all three facets of it, man. I would love that. You know, I'm going to probably watch it. I can oh, tell no, you no. that. No, I'm going to watch it. We're yeah. definitely going to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's it, apparently Ron says the deal is for 10 games per season for the next three seasons. Look, so they're not doing it every week. If they're smart, they would do bad games because now, again, Cleveland, Jacksonville, week 10. I don't even know if that's on the schedule, but I'm saying, yeah. like, put that up. Now, this is what? ESPN. So this is Monday Night Football, Monday right? Monday Night Football, yeah. All right, so yeah. it's 11 of the Monday Night Football. Do we don't know what ten. games, though? 10, ten, of ten, of them. Oh, ten. ten games. We don't know yeah. which ones, though, right? Not yet, no. no. Okay. But man, that's that's a uh, fantastic idea because I would love to see that. Love right. it. No, I think you're right. This is this is the beginning of of where we have it now, where we're starting to see hopefully the, the removal of it. You don't you don't need it, man. You don't need it. Now look, there needs to be some sort of control here, right? It can't just be people talking about, you know, telling stories and jokes and stuff while this whole thing is going on. I'll get to you, Adam. I saw Penguin AZ mentioned something similar to that but that's that's my point in this is that there has to be some sort of organized presentation to it but you don't need to be told what you're seeing as far as like guy drops back right guy throws football guy catches football guy first down like we don't need to be told that we need like barrett said what is going on like what just happened why did zach Ertz get open right and everybody else was covered Stuff like that. Why was there a holding? Hopefully they go after the ridiculous officiating as well. Now, you know, it's going to be heavy slanted on the offense with these two former quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Still. No, right. Doubt. Guys right. like Barrett are going to be holding left and right. I mean, like, no, hey, 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 you know, Eli. Hey, man, I didn't see a hold. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad, Eli. I'm sorry. But, but you know, it. but what that gives you is the casual fan will now go to the water cooler at work. Mm -hmm. And sound like he knows what the hell he's talking about because he just heard Eli and Peyton say this. He'll same just thing. parrot what they said. Oh no, 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 no! Did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah. Now, yes. Once he ran that that nine route, he ran straight up for that nine route. That corner had to grab on him. So once he locked up on him, it kind of looked like it was man, but it wasn't really man. It was actually zone. But that route dictated on that side of the field that he had to go man. You know, and, it, it, and that's what they would do. You know, I, mean, I, I do I'm it all the time now, Barrett. 
I'm, I'm really afraid now. After I just heard you lay that out, I can hear I can hear it. Some penguin <laughs> up in a corner office in ABC. Not the Penguin AZ. No, not the <laughs> Penguin AZ who will be recorded. Now, look, let me just say this. The QVC appearance is between 7 and 11 a.m. The show runs from 7 to 11 a.m. So, oh, I so you, you don't know specifically when you're going to be on? No, but when I do, I will tweet it out. I promise you. So you could okay. just record the 7 to 11 a.m. And I'll explain on Monday, let's say, when I'm on or you can just follow me on twitter at now will, will you be able to replay uh, a couple of snippets from it on the show on monday if, on our show yeah why not we'll see because uh, my mom's gonna watch it now i well that that's <laughs> she's down in florida she went, went back down to florida and she is looking forward to seeing you on sunday morning i gotta be honest I, this is the most nervous i've been is since that right that in for dan schwartzman way back in atlantic city on my first solo radio show is you that know right why, right you know why I, like, I, I honestly barrett like i'm gonna throw up just let me tell you why let me tell you why you cannot bring any betting aspect into selling what you're selling <laughs> right right you can't put a three you know a a, a three-tail parlay a three-leg parlay on right. on on what you're selling so There's you know like, round robins yeah, yeah what could you say now you just can't make up just random stuff about it you're always good to throw in a good you know, all right, well, you know what? This is what I'll do. I'll work this in here. Then I'm going to raise it, you know, two and a half points. And I'm, no, you have to sell you exactly money. what, yeah. right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sell exactly what it is. You have to say exactly yep. what the product does. I mean, those are things, you know, I don't know if you could do that, man. Now, what are you going to wear? Have you figured out what you're going to wear on your debut? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to have the element of that, um, like, you know, a typical guy at home. But okay. I'm selling to, you know, I'm selling to like a 28 to 35 year old uh, working female, as well as a 55 plus quasi to fully retired woman, not female. Mm -hmm. Female is an adjective, not a noun. So woman. Right. And that like those are the target demos. For, so basically, what I'm doing is I'm selling this. Wait, 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 wait! You're not gonna get that, Bob. Man, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? Now you can tell you're already into being this uh, this guy selling a product. You know, you know, female is an adjective, not a not a, not a thing. You should well, just wear the blue shirt like <laughs> Billy Mays used to wear. No, but I don't Remember know. If, I don't know if the blue because I have this uh, fake shiplap behind oh. me, so I don't know if the blue is gonna go well with the shiplap. The shiplap, is the shiplap gray. Yeah, but it's got hints of blue on there. Oh, so I don't know. Look, look good. I have to wear something like uh, maybe like a Bob Vila shirt. The Bob Vila shirt. And I, I right? don't know what like Bob a flannel. Vila shirt. Like maybe I oh. wear like a flannel or something here. I I don't know. Like I, the guy on Home Improvement. Yeah, it's probably just going to be a golf shirt. To be honest with you, I don't know. Huntington Valley logo. Nah, I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I give them enough. All right? <laughs> I give them my money. I show up. That's enough. Right? No, they always I'm, want more. Trust me. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Before we break, let me just make this point. We'll come back. Yeah. Business casual. I think Adam's exploits brings this up. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, look uh, real quick. I'm sorry. Can you imagine this? Oh, you know, that would be Pat, incredible. The, the host on this poor host on QBC, Pat. Let's go out to the phones and hear about somebody using these lights. What up, Shanders? <laughs> Jose from Norris Town's the first caller. What up, yo? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the thing, real quick, before we break, I just want you to think about this, right? Because Barrett just perfectly broke down 
what I think he and so many others, including myself and Harry, would love to see in this type of capacity. But as Barrett, and, and I hear, you know, the, the nine route, I just hear all of the specifics that Barrett is so geeked up in paraphrasing for both the Mannings. And I can just picture some penguin suit in the corner office in some Disney slash ABC building with a cigar that's not lit saying out loud to a group of people with just a, a scribble pad waiting to take down everything. He says, and, you know, I don't think anybody's going to get that. <laughs> and, it, and this being just a reduced broadcast because ESPN is afraid of losing people. That's what I'm afraid mm. of. Let's talk about that a little bit because okay. Barrett's on the right track and I hope he's right. But I just have this, this corporate cloud mm. that I can't escape coming down being like, no, well, we're jaded, you and me. Maybe we that. are. Maybe yeah. we are. All right, we're back in three across the board. It's the middle. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. 
Try it on at GoArmy.com. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right. Bob Wankel's going to join us coming up. And until then, we've got one more segment here, this this short segment. Andrew Wiggins has signed, or Andre Godala has signed. Now, uh, Teddy is making an appearance here. Will, will Teddy make his QVC appearance this no, weekend? No, 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 no. I... I I'm, Can I'm you imagine how many lights you'd sell if Teddy was in your arms? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save him for when I really need to sell something. Oh, like okay. these lights are gonna sell themselves, man. <laughs> Is know? that right? Now yeah. you have them. Do you have them in your house? Yeah, I, I've got them all. I've got like five of them all over the place. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, absolutely. They work. They work. so they're portable like that. You don't have to install them. No, these are AAA batteries. You want the whole spiel here in, in 60 seconds or less? What do you think, yes. Barrett? Yes. yes. Okay. They're AAA batteries. So simple to use. Motion sensored up to 30 feet. Th uh, 300 lumens, which is the equivalent of 300 candles of power. Right? Lumens. So be 10 feet out. And, or 30 feet out, pardon me. And you're going to get 10 feet of light that you'll see. They have a magnet here at the bottom, so you can mm -hmm. put this anywhere. Anything, think of a fuse box, think of the hood of a car, anywhere that you need light. Barrett could use these in his garage when he's Absolutely. working on his car. Absolutely. I'm telling you. And here's the beauty of it, right? It has this lighting. The lumens itself are made up of cob lighting, which is mm -hmm. this new version of light that is super compact, small lights that are super compact, that when put together are extra bright. And that's why they can go on a AAA battery and last longer. Remember the old flashlights, the mag lights that had those yeah. huge D batteries? That's because the lighting was inferior to what it is now. So th this is compact. Look, it's the size of my hand. Right. You can put them anywhere. Think of this. You've got kids and they're old enough now to get up in the middle of the night and walk to the bathroom. Perfect. You have this on. It goes like a nightlight. 30 seconds, Harry. To where if you're not moving, then it will shut off. If you're moving, it'll stay on so long as it's there. Think of how much Barrett has yelled at his kids in the past. I told you to turn off that damn light. You don't have to worry about that. Bro, it's, it's ridiculous, man, because my phone, my um, my light bill is sometimes, you know, a thousand bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My kids just walk around the house, just leaving lights on. I'm like, come on now. Now that they're all gone, life is good. This is mm. it. This is it. All right. Just, just showing you. That's it. Bro, Sunday put it like morning, this. Put it in perspective. My my um my insurance bill for you know my car insurance went from being fifteen hundred bucks when I had my daughter and my son on it to now being four hundred and eighty bucks. Is that for right? Four cars, yes. Wow. wow. Four cars. Can you believe that? Jeez. I was paying fifteen hundred. That's a damn mortgage. A month for the past ten years. That's why I say if the insurance could have been there, ever say anything wrong. If I if I file a claim, they better give it to me because mm. I've paid out the yin yang for a car insurance. Mm. Mm. That alone, yeah. But uh, wow. yeah, I need that light because I need that light. Last night I was working on my cousin's car. 
See, Barrett should call in on Sunday. It should be your first yeah. sale. You should have it all set up. I'm telling you. Is, Let's go to the phones. Which, yeah. You know what I mean? Want that? <laughs> I, should, I should shoot a video. They run B-roll a lot on these. Like, I can talk over this B-roll. That's what I have to do, you know? Yeah. Right. So I have to do this B-roll, and I have to talk over it. Mm -hmm. And we just get Barrett using it. We're like, all right, well, this is a former NFL lineman, Super Bowl champion, Barrett Brooks. And, and look, he's right. Like a video of him, like welding at the, Correct. by the light of, you know, Correct. one of these. Uh... Now, if, if his big ass hand can get around this, then surely yours can as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a spelling point right there, right? Right. She put one in Teddy's hands because Teddy's, can Teddy hold it? Um, is it possible? No, nah, he can't hold it. He can hold this bottle though. Okay. I actually yeah. had a, I had a pic of him. I put up on Twitter of him in this uh, public enemy pose. Oh, is that right? That? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. How did I miss that? I mean, come on, man. I got to pull this up now here for you. Yeah. You got to, well, the people want to see it. Okay. That's fine. Well, the yeah. people get to see him too. So it's not like, you know, they're, they're deprived uh, by any means here. Did you happen to get a listen to any of that Kanye stuff? Is it any good? I did not. No, I did. Meaning I did not listen. Not that I don't know if it's any good. Hmm. I assume, you know, there's a lot going on with him. That's good. I assume that from, you know, like a productivity standpoint, it's definitely going to be worth production standpoint. Part of me. It's definitely going to be worth a listen. But no, short answer is I, I did not get a chance to listen to it. Are you going to? Uh I would like to hear, you know, like one or two of the first. Yeah, there, there's Teddy. I'm looking at it right now. My son is listening to way too much at Pharaoh Monch. Yeah. <laughs> now, did he respond? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Pharaoh quoted it. Oh, yeah. It's, Yo, uh, bro. So uh, that was just a call that I was waiting for. I had to get it. Um, uh -oh. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going to do Big 12 games. And AAC games, American oh, Conference. Yeah. So, yeah. so first thing, yeah. So first thing nice. he says is, "Yeah, you're right there at Temple. Got a bunch of those for you. Okay, so I'll be doing a couple Temple games Look for you, bro. That. Now is this right. TV? Yes. I, and you're going to be an analyst, or you're going to be in the truck? No, I'll be an analyst. Oh, okay. Yeah, color analyst. Yep. Nice. Now, so who's your play-by-play play play guy? Well, we got to work that out still, you know. But he was just making sure that uh, I'll be able to make my schedule and and, and do it. Mm hmm. Well, so. congratulations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's good. You, won't, you won't have to travel every week if you're just doing some games from the link. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go into my own office. <laughs> right. Nice. But that'd be that's great. Amazing. All right. That'd so, and, and you know what that means now. Congrats, brother. What's that? That means more guests. Oh, there, like there you're going to be talking to, and you more know, him being out. Well, yeah, true. More of you being gone. Right. No, not really. Well, if you travel, you got you're gonna go the day before, right? Yeah. So you'd probably miss Friday. the show on Fridays. Uh oh. Really? No, I can't miss Fridays. I can't miss Friday. I might do Thursday night and do Friday morning. So I'll leave Thursday night. Okay. The program director used to hate when I did those temple games and yeah. I'd have to leave and, and skip the Friday show. I mean, oh, he hated <laughs> that. Continuity here. I mean, I'm paying you. <laughs> Yeah, fair point. <laughs> That's a fair point, Mike. <laughs> James Washington, former uh, 2018 second round pick, has approached the Steelers and requested a trade based on his limited playtime last season and what was last night. Hmm. Bob Wankel is going to join us, not to talk about that, but to and he dropped the path. He did. 
Yeah, I'm going to convince Harry to watch baseball this weekend. Coming up next. Now you're going to say you want to trade and you drop on a pass, you know. Oh, yeah. Pass. Hey, Bob. There he is. What's up, guys? How we doing? Bob, how's it going, bro? Doing What's good. Up, I can't complain, man. I can't complain uh, at all. Good. Doing good. I've yet to watch a Phillies game. Yeah, you're going to watch some baseball this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how bad – honestly, Bob, I wish I had this clip from earlier in the show, but this is how bad uh, of a situation it is on this program where Barrett brought up how – you know, Barrett brought up the MVP talk about Bryce Harper. So I said, look, to be fair, the two guys that are above him – in league-leading OPS, one has been hurt, and Tatis, I mentioned, just got hurt. So I'm struggling, tip of the tongue, to find to Acuna in my brain and then speak it out. Neither one of these guys even know who – I don't know if they know who Acuna is or that he got hurt in the first – the stream is letting me drown. Finally, when I mentioned about Acuna getting hurt, Harry didn't even realize he got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> You can't. You you gotta like you trip over Acuna on Sports Center. You gotta go out of your. I way. don't watch Sports Center. Yeah. I don't watch. I haven't watched Sports Center in probably Harry's ten years. All the time. Yeah. You haven't really missed much. I mean, exactly. Like, when you when you jump in, <laughs> you haven't missed much of Sports Center, and you really haven't missed much of baseball. You can pretty much just jump in right now. That's honestly. what I'm saying. I think I'm the smart guy here. Like you know, you you do this for a living. You cover baseball. It's your thing. But me, as a casual guy who prefers football and basketball and golf to baseball. You know, if they get good, like they're getting good right now, and they might be legit. Who knows? They got to beat the Mets. Beating the Nationals doesn't show me anything. Beating the you know the Cubs back in July didn't do squat for me. But if they start to become relevant, I can always just jump in here in the middle of August and uh, take it through to playoffs like a fraud fan that I am. Yeah, you log on to Twitter and you got the gist. They can't play defense. Starting pitching is pretty suspect. Bullpen blows a lot of games, but they got some interesting pieces and they can make it weird here. And you know, you're all caught up. I they don't run the bases well either. No, they don't <laughs> run the bases well. You. Looking at that whole situation, man, I thought that they were going to come in this season be, you know, be heavy with the bats, you know, to be able to score them way out of, uh, you know, their, their, you know, their pitching. But that hasn't happened either. So no, it hasn't. I mean, they were, uh, I guess, fifth in baseball last year and run scored per right. game, and you kind of just thought they'd out hit their mistakes, and they, for the most part, haven't done that. Now they've taken advantage of some really bad pitching over the last month or so, but. You know, fortunately for them, they continue to see bad pitching pretty much the rest of the way. They got a few with the Padres and Dodgers, I think. But, like, honestly, they can take advantage of the schedule. It's it's soft. I hate it, man. I hate it, man. Well, you know, what, did you, what did you think that they did at the deadline? Did they do the right thing? And were they should they have been a buyer? And what did you think of the pieces they got? Yeah, I mean, like in light of the last week, right? I mean, it looks like they did the right thing. Selling probably wasn't the right play. But I would have liked to have seen them go out and do one more arm, you know? Mm. That's, that's what I wonder if they just didn't do enough. Not that they didn't go out and get the high-level guys, but I think they're still starting pitcher short or a bullpen arm short. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we're back, and now joining us is Bob Wankel from Crossing Broad. Baseball, of course, but we get to talk a lot of things, pretty much all things betting with Bob as well because he has his eye on value wherever it may be. Bob, we appreciate you first and foremost for popping on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. We got the uh, Phillies here relevant for the first time in about nine years, so uh, it's a good time to be on. Nine years. <laughs> well, it usually goes like that, right? 
10 year increments that they get good at the 10th year. So they're right where they're supposed to be at, man. But I don't know. I mean, is their bullpen good enough to, to, to ride this out, you know, stay close in the, uh, in the race, you know, in, in division. Yeah. Listen, we were talking during the break, right. And uh, the issue that I still see with the Phillies is that they bring in Ian Kennedy to close. They bring in Kyle Gibson in the rotation, but in, in bringing in Kennedy, they sub out Ranger Suarez and have to stick him into the rotation because of the issues that they've had on the back end there. And so has the bullpen gotten any better uh, since the trade deadline? Probably not. It's still very thin. And I yeah. like what the Phillies did at the deadline. But to answer your question, no, I, I don't really trust the bullpen. And I think they would have been better served going out and getting one more arm to kind of give Joe Girardi a little bit of flexibility late in games, Ranger Suarez in, in, in Ian Kennedy. But, you know, as it is, I, I still have big questions about what they're going to do here moving forward. Give me your take on Girardi as a manager with the Phillies. Because I, I was going the same direction. I, 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 you know, w- w- knowingly, I haven't been watching the games. But from what I read, from what I see people say on Twitter, he has been underwhelming at best. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, uh, when Gabe Kapler left, the idea was that they they brought in a difference maker, somebody that was established, had a track, rac- uh, track record, won a World Series. But, I mean, listen, it it hasn't been very good for the most part up until this last week. Uh, There are numerous moves that he makes in real time. It's not revisionist history where I kind of sit there and say, like, what are we doing? I mean, you can point to as recently as Sunday against Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, he brings Ian Kennedy into a game, his brand-new closer, up 10-plus runs. Guy throws 25 pitches. Then he comes back and he doesn't have him later against Washington when he could use him in a closing situation. And it's just like things like that, uh, that that he kind of consistently does that are head scratchers. I think he's been okay. You know, I would give him a, a C plus B minus maybe, but he hasn't been the difference maker by any stretch. All right. So I'm not going to go full sports talk radio on you here, but I'm going to go quasi sports talk radio on, on you here. I won't even give a number out. This is more like a Twitter poll. Although in, in recent light of some Twitter polls that yeah, we- you guys have you guys discussed who you'd rather see in, in Philadelphia this fall? <laughs> Sean Watson or- Sean No. Although I, the latest uh, in response to Coggin was hilarious about uh, a running back. But no, no. Point being is, is look, I, I know that change somewhat needed to happen, but it's hard to ignore what Gabe Kapler's doing. Did they make the right decision with the benefit of hindsight, Bob? Yeah, I know that that Harry probably – I feel like Harry especially is going to think I'm an idiot for saying this, but uh, I was always kind of, uh, you know, pro-Gabe Kapler, I guess, or as pro-Gabe Kapler as it, it could get. And really, look, the way I look at it with Gabe Kapler is that this team was tremendously flawed, had starting pitching uh, issues. They didn't really have that killer instinct. And I think that bl- Gabe Kapler was blamed for a lot of things somewhat unfairly that being said he's done a really nice job with the Giants I think he's learned from a lot of his mistakes here in Philadelphia so it's kind of like the old two things can be true I think the Phillies needed a fresh voice it was probably time to move on from him okay in time he's shown you that he is a very capable major league manager and probably got a little bit of a bad deal here all right real quick let me follow that up and, and really put your feet to the fire here now this is full sports talk radio who would you rather have back <laughs> what if they gave Kapler or Doug Peterson? Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say probably Doug. You know, I mean, listen, I-, I love the Eagles. Like, whereas now with the Phillies, I kind of do the uh, the big-time journalist thing. I don't have a real hard-rooting interest. I'm still a psycho when it comes to the Eagles. And <laughs> I- it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that, you know, three years after winning a Super Bowl, this guy's gone. But, 
you know, hey, let's see what happens, man. Nick Sirianni with his rock, paper, scissors and talking about Kobayashi yesterday at the press conference and stuff. <laughs> guy. I'm willing to give him a shot, but maybe this is a, a situation where a change of scenery was necessary for all parties. No, at this point, you know, looking at um, looking at these lineups, man. You got Reese Hopkins, Hoskins, all those guys, Gene Segura. Um, can they win at this point with 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 that lineup? You know, are they in a position where can we honestly be fans and and just enjoy the fact of where they are right now, or is are they going to go back to the you know old status quo, not playing defense anymore? You know, and 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 be that team that we saw uh, three weeks ago. You know, I still expect Chase Anderson to to give you problems every time he takes the ball. I still expect issues with the bullpen. Um, but when it comes to this lineup, I mean, right now, for the first time really ever, uh, or at least it feels this way, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto are all kind of swinging the bats together yeah. at the same time. And when you look at what a guy like Gene Segura has done on top of it, Alec Bohm's been a little bit better over the last month. I think there's reason to believe that this lineup can kind of out-hit some of the, the pitching and defensive deficiencies that this team has. Um, and really, honestly, I've had the, the benefit, I guess, of, of watching the Mets play a lot, watching the Braves play a lot. And, and I think that that's the biggest thing. For as flawed as the Phillies are, you, make no mistake about it, the, the Mets and their deficiencies are not being exaggerated. They don't hit. They kind of have a little bit of a loser energy about them. Uh, Atlanta's made a slew of deadline deals here to kind of get themselves kickstarted. They're over 500 for the first time this season after winning last night. But again, a, a team that, that still has a shaky bullpen, still dealing with huge injury issues. Um, and so the Phillies are very much in this, you know, and, and maybe they don't deserve to be, but here they are. All right. So, oh, oh sorry. Sorry. I think no, I'm just saying that I'm like, like, oh, I mean, that sounds like the Eagles in a, in a bad division. And they can win the division, but does that make them a good team? No. I mean, so you're kind of saying the same thing with, you know, the Phillies. You know, they're they're an average team in a bad division. You know, the biggest issue that I've had with the Phillies for multiple years, especially this season, is that they really haven't played as well collectively as some of their individual parts suggest that they should. You know, I've said for, for multiple years now that this team has lacked a killer instinct. They lack that, that ability to go out and really stomp on an opponent's throat when the situation warrants it. And what I guess I've been impressed with them in, in recent weeks and recent days especially is that they've shown a little killer instinct. You know, Aaron Nola goes out there and sinks them yesterday. Mm -hmm. They could have just packed it in and said, yo, we got the Mets for three at home. We'll get them tomorrow. But to fight back against a really bad team with a really bad bullpen, yeah. you know what? I mean, you got to give them credit. They've they've lost plenty of games that they should win over the you know last two or three years. So this feels like Dwayne Haskins giving him credit for what <laughs> he did right. last night Jeez, against third wow. and fourth stringers. No, but Bob, you brought up Aaron Nola. Uh, what is wrong with Aaron Nola? Why? I mean, he is not the Aaron Nola that we've. You say what is wrong Aaron's with him? Not even joking. That's the best part about it. Right. Yeah, I'm not. What's wrong with him? I mean, listen. Uh, I think it's very simple. I just don't think he trusts his fastball. You know, I think that it, it all comes back to fastball trust and fastball command. Uh, he does not have it. Um, you know, I think that that's really weakened the effectiveness of some of his secondary pitches, especially his curveball. And you know, if you don't have conviction in, in you know your best pitches, you're going to struggle. And I just really think that he's trying to find himself. I think he's trying to regain trust in himself. And when you look at a guy like Aaron Dola, who presumably has had incredible success at the high school level, he was fantastic at LSU. 
He came up to Philadelphia and was really uh, fantastic uh, over the first handful of years here. I know he stumbled down the stretch at times. But overall, I mean, you're talking about one of the 10, 15 best pitchers in the National League. And this year, he just cannot stabilize any success. And, and I think he's really just fighting himself from a mental standpoint. Well, let me ask you this, Bob. Um, going into this, you know, going into the you know, trade deadline, did you think we should have been buyers for center field? Or should we just, you know, go in with, you know, Duba Herrera, you know, whoever else goes in there and plays? Well, knowing what I know now with Andrew McCutcheon on the injured list, uh, definitely. Uh, but, you know, I mean, listen, the problem that the Phillies ran into is that the, the need for pitching was so great. Um, and both in the bullpen and in the starting rotation, I felt like the Phillies were going to do exactly what they did, which is kind of, you know, do a little bit, not go all in, but not totally punt at the trade deadline. And when you consider the dearth of prospects that they have, I just didn't know how many different moves you could really make. And, and going out and trading for a center fielder really makes no sense if you don't shore up the pitching first. And they had a little trouble getting that together. I mean, they waited until the very end of the trade deadline. And I just don't think that this was a front office that was comfortable going into the extent that they were going to make three or four separate moves. In a perfect world, yeah, they need a center field upgrade. And I think it's going to be one of their top priorities this offseason. But I guess they feel like the combination of Travis Jankowski, Odubel Herrera, you know, and then Andrew McCutcheon coming back and playing left field, hopefully in the next week or two for them, will be enough. Uh, we'll see. Right, Jank- let- he's from Lancaster, PA. You know that? Jankowski? Yeah. 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 Well, it looks like it. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great <laughs> hair, man. <laughs> Let's look at this. Uh I think I saw him Biglerville, by the way, when I yeah. was stopping to get gas back in Gettysburg. Mullet right. City, huh? Here's right. the thing. This is all predicated on how much you like the Phillies, I think tonight, but mostly through the series this weekend, because if the Phillies sweep or if the Phillies get two of three, this number is not going to be where it is right now. So if you like the Phillies to win at least two of three, I imagine that you're going to tell me to pound this 1800 value of Bryce Harper for the MVP, because it's probably going to drop maybe not significantly, but at least a little bit. If the Phillies win this series and stand above first place, come the start of next week. Yeah. I think this morning I saw Bryce Harper plus 1800. I have now. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, I saw minus 125. I mean, he's out. And and you just wonder, even when he comes back, is some of the power going to be sapped a little bit? And so there's a little bit of value in there. You look at Trey Turner, who's having a really good season. Now he's with the Dodgers. They're going to play a lot of high-profile games down the stretch, nationally televised, going up against the Giants, the Padres. So he's in the mix as well. But listen, Bryce Harper, I think we've somehow – for as provincial as we are here, I think we've somehow kind of overlooked the season that Bryce Harper's having, yeah. especially when you look at the, the run batted in production. I think he only has like 41 RBI right now. Yeah, that's And that's the issue. But when you look at OPS, you look at some of the advanced metrics, I mean, hell, just even batting average. This guy has, has been a top five player by several different metrics across the board this season. I mean, I really do think we've sort of slept on him a little bit. And what he's done over the last month, if the Phillies make the postseason, it's largely going to be because guys like Bryce Harper dragged them there. And, and well, if that's the case, there's some value at plus eighteen hundred. Oh, uh, but it's going to be hard for him, like you know, to be really stay in this MVP talks if he doesn't have any more ribbies, man. He needs at least eighty to even you know qualify. Really, don't you think? I, I don't know. You know, it's like weird. Uh, five, ten years ago, I would have said he'd have no shot. Mm, but right. the way that that these awards are kind of uh, assessed now. 
writers and, and the voters are kind of like trending more toward these advanced metrics. They're yeah. more interested in like weighted on base average and OPS than they are yeah. in the traditional counting stats. So like, yeah. I'm not telling you, like if I had to go make a bet, I probably, I probably still just take Tatis just because he's so electric. But I honestly do think considering the numbers and considering the position the Phillies are in, that it plus 1800. I mean, you just talk like about what Aton said, pure value standpoint. Why not? Uh, see, more eyes, a lot of eyes paid. on him right now. See, that's a doing. guy who gets paid by his site and crossing broad <laughs> to talk about betting. And he just said, do you see what Aton had to say about value? So <laughs> maybe I do know what I'm talking about. Kissing up to Aton here. Yeah, I, I never <laughs> said that he did. So he he likes to make these straw men, you know, the, uh, right, constantly right. to pump pump himself up. Hold on, right. we got a break on the network before you get to that, Harry. We'll All be right. back in three on Sports Map. Go ahead. What did you think of the ridiculous op-ed in the Inquirer that suggested that the Phillies changed their name to the Philadelphia John? Listen, uh, Crossing Broad is like the uh, the overseer of uh, Philadelphia sports media and all. I, I really, uh, I actually have an Inquirer subscription. I really like uh, both Scott Lauber and Matt Breen. Like, they're my guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't love that article. <laughs> that was kind of one where you kind of said to yourself, like, is this really? A- Wait, what was the actual article? I missed this. It was an opinion piece that said that suggested they change their name to the John. The Phillies? Yes. Yeah. But was this serious though? Or was this like I actually thought that it was written with like some satirical overtones and it it, it wasn't. So uh yeah, it was serious and it wasn't very good. <laughs> um the, the 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 Philadelphia Timberlands, because everybody wears Tim's around here, you know, the Jones. Come on now. It's, that's just, that's the cheesesteaks. That's what she just called right. the cheese. Yeah. Steak. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's played out and commercialized now yeah. as the cheesesteak is. Right. Let's be honest. Right. But the right. Cleveland Guardians is an awful name. Oh. Terrible. That's they may terrible. not be able to use it, Harry. They still paid off that roller derby team, allegedly. <laughs> Good. Now, here's what I here's what we need to figure out, okay? Because the L.A. Angels tonight are without Otani. They're without Rendon. We know Trout's out. Everybody's out, right, Bob? So you can get the Dodgers. Money line is insane, as, as you would expect. It's going to be north of 200, minus 222. Minus one and a half is now even money. I pushed it to minus two and a half on a solo bet. But what I'm interested in is to see where you stand tonight with this Phillies game, because I think there is value in running the Dodgers money line and taking the Phillies plus one, knowing that they have that bottom half of the ninth to work with and they're getting that run. The total is at nine and a half. So it's right around 10, which is that number I look to apply this. So my ask Bob Wenkel parlay of the night would be to take the Dodgers money line and mix that with the Phillies. Bob, I'm sorry. On the run line. This is what Bob does for crossing broad. What are you talking about? These are things that I do look at. I mean, listen, uh, the Angels playing against the Angels makes a lot of sense. You you don't want to lay that type of number on the Dodgers. I will just keep this short and simple. I have concerns about the Phillies. And the the two concerns that I have, I actually have three concerns about the Phillies tonight. I'm not telling you that they won't win or that you should. Oh, I can lay the one with New York if you like. I mean, one, they've struggled with Marcus Stroman. All right. Mm -hmm. Number two, the Phillies, I expect, I mean, after seeing about 19, 20,000 people on a, a nightly basis at Citizens Bank Park are probably finally going to see 30,000 plus people tonight. Is this team ready to finally kind of own the moment and play in front of a juiced up crowd? And you would think conventional wisdom would say, yes, that will be a huge advantage for them. 
But I'm not so sure that that's the case. And three, I just don't know how much I trust Kyle Gibson against the Mets team that left 15 runners on base last year or last uh, yesterday against the Marlins. It just feels like they're kind of due to bounce back a little bit. So I have reservations about the Phillies tonight. Can I add one more element as we just are returned here to the network? You are listening to the middle. It's a metric that I think we should still take into account here. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. And Bob Wankel, of course, with us as well. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Bob, but it sounds like if you were going to bet this game, you'd either go with the Mets money line or run line. Um, I would not bet this game, period. But because Fair we're enough. here and it's a big game and, and people are probably interested – I actually have not looked at this uh, particular market, but on certain sports books, you can grab the starting pitcher to win. Um, and in this case, to be honest with you, if, if you like the Phillies tonight, you might as well just take Kyle Gibson to be the pitcher of record. Like I just, I don't trust the Phillies to bullpen to, to get into a, a late inning, eke it out type of game with the Mets. Like if they're going to win tonight, like I'm a big believer in context and momentum. Like I just think they come out guns blazing, riding all the momentum from this big win yesterday. They jump out early and they ride it to the finish line. So I think the Phillies right now are like minus 115 on the money line. My guess is you could get Kyle Gibson as the pitcher of record somewhere in like the plus 140 to plus 50 range. Like that would be a better way to maximize the payout on the Phillies. All right, so real quick, uh, just to add this metric into this conversation, correct me if I'm wrong, but Gibson was one of, if not the league leader in ground balls, correct, coming into, and the Philadelphia, Barrett brought this point up, and I kind of wanted to bring it back, which is the defense has looked good as of late, but we are kind of waiting and waiting for it to rear its ugly head again. That's probably the worst possible scenario if in fact the defense decided to show up again, like hi guys tonight, right? It's one of the red flags about uh, you know Kyle Gibson coming here in general is he is ground ball dependent, which is great in theory, especially in a stadium like Citizen Small bandbox, yeah. But you know he had plus defense in Texas, as bad as the Rangers are, and he's moving to a team right now that has. Uh, my money, the, the worst defense in baseball. And you know, it has been a little bit better lately, but even yesterday you saw Ronald Torres, who's been about as sure-handed as it gets, drop a pop-up. And D.D. Gregorius made an inexcusable error in the ninth inning yesterday. This is still a very bad defense, and it may not kill him tonight, but moving forward over the course of 10 starts, yeah, the Phillies' ground ball defense paired with Kyle Gibson and what he does well isn't a, a great a great fit. Do you have a couple of minutes to hang with us, Bob, or you got to jet? Oh, no, 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 wait. You have to go. We we should have let you go a while ago. I'm sorry. I got about uh, oh, I got about five if you want to do it. But are you okay. sure? I, I thought you had to go already. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm good. I got about five minutes. Okay. Well, we're back. Uh, have a great weekend to everybody on the network. Thank you, Ron Culver. We Thanks, Ron. You, brother. And then uh, from there, we'll see you Monday and more football to talk about. Absolutely. All right, go ahead. I know I, I kind of threw a couple out there in that last minute. So, Harry. Well, Bob, I promise you that if the Phillies win one of the next two games against the Mets, I will watch Wheeler pitch on Sunday. <laughs> you know, they'll have your attention. At that yes, point. yes. But they got to win one or two. You know, um, it was a big week for the Phillies uh, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, they, they go from four and a half out to a half game out. But mm-hmm. here you are. You have a rival. You have the the Mets coming in. You have alumni weekend. You're retiring Roy Halladay's jersey on Sunday in a pregame ceremony. 
that place is going to naturally have more people in it just because, A, it's the Mets, B, the alumni weekend, and now you throw this battle for first place into the mix. And, you know, I don't want to overstate it. Like, I didn't cover the game last night. I tweeted this out uh, about an hour ago. I did not cover the game last night. I was out to dinner with my wife. We were in an Italian restaurant, and there was a bar there. And I'm not – we weren't at Chickies and Pete's, you know what I mean? And I'm telling you, when JT Real Muto doubled, the bar went nuts. When the ninth. Wow. singled, people went crazy. And I have not seen anything like that in this town in years. And so, you know, I know I'm a writer. I get paid to kind of create a narrative and all that nonsense. But I got to tell you what, man, you could make an argument. This is the biggest series the Phillies have had in nine years. Wow. Really good. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's hyperbole. So no. is, it, is, yeah. is it because of Girardi? It's, how, how big of an effect Girardi is having at this point right now you, you know, for their success? I just I look at Joe, and I, I think that there is going to be something said for having a guy that's battle-tested, that's been through it. Um, I don't know that it really mattered last season when there was nobody in the stands and there wasn't a lot of pressure and you weren't very good. But as the expectations rise for this team – you know, maybe Joe Girardi kind of being in a pressure cooker like New York City for, you know, nearly a decade. Maybe some of that experience comes into play as the stakes, you know, raise up a little bit. But, you know, like we talked about it before, I don't I don't know from a tactical standpoint if Joe Girardi's necessarily giving you an advantage inning to inning, game to game. But I am curious to see here now that they kind of get themselves into this, and I'll put it in air quotes, a, a pennant race in a weak NL East. I am curious to see if some of that experience does come into play now. It's going to be crazy, man, to see this thing play out. And I wonder, is there anything left on the board outside of baseball in the final couple of minutes you have? Do you have a play on the Olympic game tonight? I would suggest that you wait. What, basketball? Yeah, uh, the yeah. USA is laying 13, 12 and a half, 13 right now. It's a big number. Yeah. Wait. France is going to come out. You could probably get the USA after a quarter or maybe a half down to four or five points. So that would be my suggestion. This is what's going to happen. I don't mean to interrupt the basketball, no, but this ahead. is what's going to happen. The Phillies will win both games Friday, Saturday with an opportunity to sweep the Mets and the Eagles will trade for Deshaun Watson on Sunday afternoon. Or the Sixers, Harry. Well, well yeah, that either that, but it's typically the Eagles try to take everybody's thunder. The Eagles even that, they uh, try to, to control the back page. Are you uh, yeah. of that? Oh yeah. They did. oh, yeah. Well, you know, they did for a while. They definitely <laughs> Um, you know what? I kind of like the idea of the U.S. coming out to a sleepy start and see if you can grab a little extra value there to, to grab a shorter line. Uh, I, by the way, you're talking about just anything else on the board. I'd stay in the NL East. I mean, you just if, if you watched this week, uh, you see the Nationals aren't a very good team. I mean, they are a, a quasi triple A team at this point. They're throwing out Eric Fetty tonight, I believe, who yeah. absolutely stinks uh, in Atlanta against a Braves team that's playing with an equal amount of momentum as the, as the Phillies are right now. And I would probably say you could ride that Atlanta train uh, a little bit more. And so again, they're expensive. I want to say they're minus 190 somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You could probably pair that up with like uh, you were suggesting earlier, maybe something with the Dodgers to, to kind of knock down that price tag a little bit. All right, Bob, here's your moneymaker on the way out, right? We'll take the Dodgers money line. We'll take the White Sox money line uh, today as Chicago's lost six straight when facing a team with a winning record during the daytime. And we'll take your last play right there, match them up. I'm actually going to take the Braves minus one and a half against that bad Nationals team. That's going to get me plus 357 on the return. Wow. And there you have it. There you go. Paying bills. 
There you have it. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate right, you, bro. Guys. Talk to you soon. You got it. All right, now I feel terrible because Bob told me he had a hard out at 55. Wow. Yeah. See, I mean, it's Teddy. Teddy keeps you. I mean, he keeps you in. Yeah, I've got to get you in. Except the child. <laughs> <laughs> got to get you in. Should we put the on? Oh, so now, now what what did you have? You have the Dodgers, you have the Mets, or no, no, you've got the Dodgers, the Braves, and who? Braves run line, White Sox money White line. White Sox. That starts at 220. That's a lone day game. And remember, Chicago took that L the other night. And then LA. I, I just think LA money. If you can get the LA money line worked with any other parlay that works with you, even if it's a two-leg one, I would I would take LA on the money line. They may sweat it out. It, it may be coming from behind, whatever the Weird scenarios are that play out in sports, but I, I'm pretty confident they're going to win that. Hmm. Well, I mean, we don't have much else outside the Phillies and golf. No, this weekend. Now the golf's uh, underway. Now the second round. Anything happening? Hudson oh. or uh, Harris English Harris. just lit it up yesterday. Yeah, I sent you. Uh, we had E Bomb sent us his lineup, and I yeah sent you the one that I was hope- hoping. He tweets for. a lot, man. That guy is all over the place. Yeah, on he, my timeline, he's just constantly tweeting. Absolutely, Nobody, nobody's uh, nobody's more of a tweeter than uh, JC though, John Clark. Oh, really? Yeah, man. But he's got good stuff though. Yeah, right. <laughs> he gets a lot of he gets in a lot of doors. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they're, they're putting him in the same light as uh, D Gun. He gets some big guests on that podcast, man. Yeah. Now you are still fourteenth. And I'm 13th right now. But I've well, got is that two, right? Yeah, I've got 290 holes remaining. You've got 278. Both of our guys need to, to you know get this thing going. This is the problem, though, is that like a lot of the guys that I had had low scores but didn't really put up fantasy numbers. Yeah. Sense. DJ's coming. He's four under today. Uh, Poulter is really doing well for me. Um, but I saw you took Matthew Wolf. I can't stand that guy. Hey, I will look to avoid him at all costs. I hate him. He was super underowned, and yeah. he was a punt that that paid out. All right. So anybody here that's doing anything crazy so far? Louis two under. Wolf's pl- one over. Well, yeah, that's screwing me so far. All right, Cam Smith is four under through five. There you I go. I like him. Yep, and I have him too. So I need him to bounce. Love up. that guy. You so, got Re- you got Reed too, don't you? Uh, Reed, yeah, he he's one under, I think today. Yeah, yeah two under yesterday. That, but see, this was the lineup that I I use specifically for our tournament. I have a couple of other ones that I use, like I should have used a cash lineup, and I just use a tournament lineup. But Webb Simpson was, three under today. Well, he killed you first day, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. He did. He was like one over. All right. Well, yeah. What else? There's nothing really else outside of that, huh? No. Football. Well, they got the open practice uh, tomorrow, right, Barrett? Are you going down there for that? That's Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Okay. Open practice on wow, Sunday. That, 7 that's going to go up again. Oh, seven o'clock. So it's after the Phillies game. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, seven All o'clock. Right. All right. And it's right. not going up against my QVC appearance. No. That, that Sunday's a big day for you. You got your QVC in the morning. Then you got the Phillies, which you're all invested in now in the early afternoon. And then you got the Eagles practice at night. That's right. Yeah. That's I'm not going to be able to sleep. I got 545 Monday morning, too. So. Oh, jeez. You know, we'll be up. We'll be up and about. Now, here. now, are they aware of your QVC stuff? Like, will you be recapping that? On, or are you not allowed to talk about another television network? I don't think I'm allowed to talk about another network. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it technically I'm dabbing in the two. It's not like I'm working for NBC and Fox. but Right, right, know, right. You know, yeah, they're not real competitors. But um, so between 7 and 11 Sunday yeah. morning. I'll tweet it out when I know. I'm probably just going to have to be on call. 
until they bring me on and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there so just stick around twitter you know i'll text you guys he's gonna have a nervous stomach he's gonna be throwing oh, up in already. a bucket barrett i'm already <laughs> dealing with he's that, gonna man. have a bucket he's gonna be sweating under his you better wear a t-shirt under whatever shirt you wear yeah man soak it up bro. yeah yeah, yeah. look if anything soak maybe it it's an easy way to lose weight you know <laughs> That's not how I look at it. That's the saving grace. Maybe I dropped five pounds at a nervous waist. There you go. At this point, jeez. Now, what's what's more nerve wracking? That doing this on a Sunday morning or teeing off at Huntington Valley on the first tee when there's a lot of people watching you? Uh, that QVC. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, because I. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm not good and I don't even give a shit anymore about the judgment because, Mm. you know, to be honest with you, I I, even if I like slice it or I have that tail going, Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't go like 10 yards into the ground, I'm all right. Okay. You know, the likelihood of me, whatever the equivalent is of me hitting the ball 10 yards into the ground off the first tee on QVC, that's now more likely to happen. Mm. So that's what I'd be nervous about. All right. No, no, no. There's nothing now that's secondary to this. So <laughs> there we have it. Well, good luck, uh, bro. Anyways, good yeah. luck, man. I appreciate it. Well, we'll talk about it on Monday. Just with don't drink out of a big water jug while you're doing it, or my no. mom's gonna freak <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. my mom will turn <laughs> it off. She'll be well, out. I tell you, the day that I have to sell one of those things, is oh, when your yeah. mom is really like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?" All right, we're out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching. Leave us a like and make sure you're subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. Still have Dan Cilio still to come here this afternoon. Have a great weekend, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.